From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you ready? This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendes. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can see uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Thank you, Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. All right, Roz. Yes. I'm going to ask you for a favor. Okay. Don't be weird about it. Okay. Because I just need you to be a friend right now. Oh. Okay. Is it your wife? No. Oh. <laughs> it's my back. Oh. <laughs> well, my back is killing me and I need you to crack my back I've for done me. this before. You have, and I, it feels so good. I'm very good at it. You are. What do you need me to do? You need me to like, like that, that, full that, on crack full, your back? Give me the full Roz experience. Because the way that I crack backs is I do the move where I get behind you and then you yeah. cross your hands over your chest. Like, like a mummy. Like a mummy. Uh-huh. And then I put my pelvis under your keister and then I lift you and bend you backwards. Right. You want the full thing? Yeah, I mean, you could have given the description without the pelvis part. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that was you want to be accurate or do you want to be accurate? <laughs> I right? guess. Okay, let me come sure. around there. Hang on, give Wait. me a second. Yeah. Okay, so I need you to put your arms, like your grab onto your shoulders. Oh, so yeah. right hand grabs the left shoulder, left hand grabs the right shoulder. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to wrap, hold on, i got to put my sunglasses on so I don't break them. Okay, <laughs> okay, now I'm going to wrap my arms around you. Yeah. I'm going to dip down. Yeah. I'm going to put my pelvis underneath your butt. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then I'm going to lift and bend. Ready? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Oh! <laughs> Oh, oh fe- did you feel it? Yes. Oh, it felt so good, right? Oh, I felt like I broke you. Is that good? You're good? Oh my god, dude. Oh. You're such a good friend. <laughs> Yo, my back feels great right now. You know? Oh. I'm all out of breath now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. About to get real scurry up in here. Did you see this story on how scientists created the voice of a 3,000-year-old Egyptian mummy? Yeah, and I have a huge problem with this. Well, I have a huge problem with the headline. Here we go. Okay. So I guess they like 3D printed new larynx and everything else, and then they ran it through a system and a computer, and then they figured out what this individual would sound like. But here's my problem is the headline. Is the okay. headline is very misleading. Okay. Because they did not recreate the voice of a 3,000-year-old Egyptian mummy. They recreated the voice of a 3,000-year-old priest. Right? When you say they recreated the voice of a mummy, you think zombie. Right. You think like mummy mummy. Yes. Do you want to hear what they said? Or they released an audio sample of... Please. The Egyptian priest. Yes. Mummy priest. Yes. Excuse me? Okay, hold on here. Hold on. I think that if you nerds are going to give an example and do all this work to quote unquote recreate the sound of a mummy or in this case a mummy priest <laughs> yes right 
more than 0. 0.62 seconds <laughs> would be what even was that a word it was a little a bit word, better right eh, 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 that, like, like <laughs> at least have him say fish <laughs> you know what i mean like throw some consonants and a vowel in there man fish candy <laughs> that's weird not man. this eh, eh, eh. So this is supposed to enhance the experience of when you go to museums and things and look at things like a 3,000-year-old mummy. You Like you walk in and you hear the sound. So when you're looking at this thing, you'll be able to hear what the voice of that individual actually sounded like. For 0. 0.62 seconds. Right. <laughs> Does that just play on a loop? Well, it would sound very weird to be playing on a loop like this when you... <laughs> Standing the- there in the exhibit for like three minutes and this is... <laughs> or maybe you just like walk in and you just like hit a button or something. And, and it just goes... <laughs> and you're like, yeah. all right, next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next room. <laughs> um, so, Dave Mori uh, wanted to find out from you... Oh, what no. you think a 3,000-year-old mummy would sound like. <laughs> That's right, a 3,000-year-old mummy. Roz, I can't make fun of you for this one because they didn't say daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you sense, think the 3,000-year-old mummy <laughs> that science has created sounds like? Uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, I want pot. I want to wake up. Get me out of this ram. All right, give it a try. (laughs) She's close. Ah, Why is it so hot in the air? (laughs) 3,000 years, my bones are very weak now. Can somebody beside me, please? Give me the gold. <laughs> oh, I'm a 3,000-year-old mummy. All right, let's end with you. What do you think? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I don't know how they figure this stuff out. Let me read you this headline here. Okay. It's about life expectancy. Uh, are you worried? Shut up, Maury. Well, see what I'm saying? <laughs> so mean. <laughs> See what I'm so saying? Mean, like, I, the I, truth is coming out. I know. Now, I, I, like I, everyone, listen, pay attention to when Maury speaks on this show. I know. Because Maury is actually the mean one on the show. It's right. all in fun. No, you're the mean girl. I always get painted as the mean girl, but you're the mean girl. Uh, for the first yeah, time in... You can't sit with us. Get out. For the first time in four <laughs> years, life expectancy has gone up. This is in the U.S. Only in the U.S.? Well, I mean, we can... Let's... It translates. But I don't know how they figure this out because, yes, they say life expectancy has gone up. Yeah. But on average, they say life expectancy now, like if you're born now, life expectancy has gone up from 78 years and seven months life expectancy. Yeah. To 78 years, 8 months. Oh, so you get an extra month of life? Yeah. Life expectancy has gone up one month. Oh, uh, what are we going to do with all that time? <laughs> but you know what I mean? But hold on. Only if you're born now. So it's not like if we're already alive, we get this extra month gifted to us. No, 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 uh. no, 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 How old are you right now? I'm 42. If I were you, I'd start making arrangements. <laughs> Oh, and that's not me? No, no. that is funny. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
Air Transat has daily flights to London, England. <laughs> Bruv, isn't it? <laughs> nice accent, Gov. Um, uh, Yeah, as we know, uh, London is packed with all the historical sites. You got that. You got the majestic castles, uh, the world-renowned museums, legendary musical venues, all the pubs, the fish and chips, the double-decker buses, those big lions that are the statues that are in every book and everything. Uh, You can go to the Harry Potter platform on that subway state. You can do so many things in London. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have that half platform with that, uh, like there's a cart that goes like halfway into the wall and and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can do, there's a full Harry Potter tour that you can do in London. Visit Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I love London. London is fantastic. Do the London Eye when you're there. You got to do all that stuff. And even if what I found with London is you have this sort of impression of London in your head where I always think of London as just like kind of mild, a little bit rainy, a little bit overcast. Like that's how I think of London because that's how you see London. So when you go to London and it's kind of mild, kind of rainy, kind of overcast, you actually don't mind because you feel like you're experiencing the right London. Yeah, and you can experience London, England uh, multiple ways, by foot, by bus, by metro, even boat, uh, each of those offering a unique view of the city. Plus, Transat offers multi-city packages to enjoy cities in and around England. Visit airtransat.com for more details, In it? Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Did you see this video, Julianne Huff? No, what happened? I don't know what she's with. Some sort of like holistic doctor, guy, healer. Yeah. I'm not not 100% sure. So there's a video going around where it's Julianne Huff. She is in, I think she's in like Switzerland or something like that. Um at the World Economic Forum, and she's taking part in a holistic treatment with Dr. John Amaral. Mm -hmm. And in the video, she's lying face down on a massage table. Okay. Okay? And he does something to her, which then leads her body to contort in this crazy way where it looks half exorcism, half orgasm. What does he do to her? Listen to the clip. It's very difficult to hear, but you'll get a sense of physically what the woman's going through. Okay. There's a wave pattern moving through the system, and there's a, always a huge dissipation of energy and a feeling of freedom. Uh, Expression of emotion may happen when the system moves, when energy is stored or bound up in the muscles begins to dissipate. Most people wouldn't make that sound. When that emotion came out, it was just sore emotion. And I could feel it. I'm not hypnotized. I'm not anything. I am totally conscious. And to me, that little, whether that was sound, whether that was a body move. So what happened was this. So that sound came out of her. Yeah. Right, and I don't know what the treatment is, but you can come over here and watch and watch the video, because what happened when is she made this noise. Freedom. Okay, is what happened is that she's lying face down on a massage table. Yeah, he takes his hands and puts them just on the back of her neck. Okay, okay. yeah, and then runs his hand down her spine. Oh, okay. And then does what appears to look like he takes two fingers and presses them into her butthole. Stop it. Okay? No. Come here and watch this. Come around my side for one second. Come around my side for one second and watch this. Okay? 
you can turn my computer up if you want to because we can get sound on this. It's totally mm-hmm. fine. But he, she's on a massage table. She's lying face down. And I don't know what this treatment is. If somebody can text us at 925 and let us know what the hell this treatment is, that would be great. Okay, so here's... Julianne Huff lying on the table. Okay. Here's the doctor above her. Yep. He's going to run his hands down her spine and watch his right hand. Oh, and she's fully clothed. Yeah, she's fully clothed. Yeah. Okay, but he takes two fingers and literally jams them into her butthole. Watch. Freedom. Here we go. Down and he lifts her by her butthole. What the heck? Like, he, okay. Oh my God, it looks painful. Okay, his hands are in her butthole and he lifts her up off the table. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know a lot about holistic medicine. Uh-huh. I don't even know if it's real or not. Don't at me for that. Okay. I'm just saying I don't know. I'm not at saying Roswell's it's not real. I'm just saying I don't know. Uh-huh. But I don't know what that treatment was or what's supposed to happen, whether it's energy in the body. Like, I don't know anything about this stuff. All I know is that. Could that if, have been pain? If I like, was lying. Bro, don't. Fingers don't go there. Okay, but if you were lying on a table yes. and somebody did that, they, they started on the back of your neck and they tickled your spine all the way yeah. down and where it ended was them pressing two fingers into your butthole. Yeah, no, I'm not, right? no. Okay. Sir, please, like, <laughs> that's not what I came here for. But there's, she's doing this in front of an audience. Yeah, right? looks like it. Yeah, like, she's very much into it. I, You know me, ex- exhaust all options if you need help, right? If you got something going on, exhaust all options when it comes to your mental health, your physical health, everything else. But I just need to know what happens when the doctor puts his finger on your booty hole. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, God, what a day yesterday. Yeah. Um, so Grammys last night, uh, of course, Kobe Bryant passing away in the helicopter crash uh, yesterday morning with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. And also on that plane. So the story was, because... You're just so in shock when it happens. Mm -hmm. And there was... It wasn't something that is relatable in any way. Most people don't know sort of, you know, what it's like to fly in a helicopter. And you're just like, I don't even know how the hell a helicopter crashes. But, um, But I guess the story is that it was extreme fog. And they were going up and down in altitude according to some of the reports, to try and find a place that was cleared out of the fog. And the fog was so bad that other people, police departments, um, had grounded their helicopters. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And then they went up to, I think it was 1,700 feet. And Wait, but the- don't they know, like, don't they, before they take off? Yeah. Like they track the weather and they know like they, what's up there, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, for, I the, for, the, for the most part, because or I think that they were they skill were, level of the pilot. Yeah, they were going. You know, maybe it wasn't foggy where they lived. You know, and then they yeah. and then they and then they flew into it. I don't know, but um, but uh, one of the the reports is the pilot suddenly rapidly climbed from about twelve thousand feet, sorry, twelve hundred feet to two thousand feet, and then flew into a cliffside at seventeen hundred feet, mm. and also on the helicopter because they were going to his daughter's basketball game. Yeah, 
And then also on the helicopter was, I believe, the coach of that basketball team, uh, another young girl who was a teammate, one of her parents, the pilot, and then and then somebody else, and uh, and Kobe. So that's that's what it is so far. But TMZ was reporting that was extremely quote unquote foggy, and uh, that was a factor. How did TMZ? And how did uh, there's just like so many questions, but like TMZ, you know, reported first. And uh, and the news just went with it for a long period of time, mm-hmm. where it was five people that were on the helicopter right. that passed, that sure. died, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it wasn't until later, I think it was like five thirty hour time, that uh, the police department in LA did their press conference and they said, actually, it's nine. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, I mean that that you know that happens. It's uh, it, it's tough. It's not like you take a commercial flight where there's a flight log on the ground after right. you've boarded sure. the plane. Yeah. You know, it's a this guy was you know the this helicopter took off from Kobe's house. Yeah, private right? helicopter. Or, or his private helicopter pad. So I don't know what you have to do. I don't know what sort of logs you have to keep in a in a situation like that. Yeah. Uh, but they were going to his daughter's basketball game, and that is uh, that's tragic. And um, Alicia Keys last night at the Grammy Awards who who opened the show. You know, it's incredible because Alicia Keys, not naturally a host, but one of the most natural hosts. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Of course. And I was thinking that when I watched Alicia Keys open the show last night, I don't know if anybody else who's hosted an awards show of any kind, whether it be the Grammys or, or anything, could have done a better job than what she did. No. She's so she's built for this. You know, I and think she has all the tools to sort of get a room through this. And it's incredible. She did an amazing job. I think I don't know how much of it was on teleprompter, uh, and how much of the script they 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 changed, or if they just said to Alicia Keys, just go. Yeah. Just do, say whatever you want to say. We'll have like a countdown clock, sure. right? You yeah. have four minutes. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And so I don't know if this was like just straight up Alicia Keys speaking from the heart. Los Angeles, America, and the whole wide world lost a hero. And we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. She brought out boys to men. Yeah, that was crazy. Man. It was so good. It was so good. They did it right, right now, you know? Kobe and his daughter Gianna and all of those that, are, that have been tragically lost today are in our spirit. They're in our hearts. They're in our prayers. They're in this building. And I would like to ask everybody to take a moment and just hold them inside of you. Hold them inside of you. And share our strength and our support with their families. We never imagined in a million years we'd have to start the show like this. Never, 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 never. So we wanted to do something that could describe a tiny bit how we all feel right now. It's so hard to say goodbye. While all this was happening, inside the Staples Center where they're celebrating, you know, they always call it music's biggest night, music's Mm -hmm. biggest night. Mm -hmm. You had like hundreds and then it turned into thousands of people showing up 
outside of Staples Center yeah. to honor Kobe. Really, yeah? Oh, dude. and Mocha Show podcast. I didn't get through the entire uh, special that they ran on Sportsnet last night. It was a coverage from TNT. Mm-hmm. The Lakers and the Clippers were to play at Staples Center and out of respect for Kobe and the team, because uh, the organization is obviously dealing with a lot, they canceled that game. But they did have... Uh, at center court panel. Yeah. Shaq was there. Dwayne Wade was there. Ernie Johnson was there. Kenny Smith. And uh, Charles Barkley as well. And it's interesting to hear Shaq because Shaq, every time he says something nice about Kobe or, or shares a memory, he always has to sort of bookend it with... You know, I know everybody thought we hated each other, but we really didn't. And then he tells a story. Mm-hmm. And then he'll always end it by saying, I know people are going to think that we hated each other, but we really didn't. You have to reinforce like, the fact that they were actually friends. Yeah, because that was the story for years. Yeah. Right? And that's what we've that's what we've all thought. But uh, Shaq said some, uh, uh, some really great things last night. Like, I don't talk to you guys as much as I, much as I need to. The fact that... Uh, we're not going to be able to joke at his Hall of Fame ceremony. We're not going to be able to say, Hi, I got five, you got four. The fact that we're not going to be able to say, If we would stay together, we could have got ten. Those are the things that you, you can't get back. And with the loss of my father, my sister, and my thing, that's the only thing I wish I could just say something to him again. Last time I talked to him was when... We were here, and I asked him to get 50, and he got 60. It's the last time I spoke to him, and I just wish I could have, you know, so I just wish I could be able to say one thing to the, one last thing to the people that we we lost, because, uh, you know, once you're gone, you're gone forever, and, you know, we should never take stuff like that uh, for granted. Hmm. So they hadn't talked in a while, huh? Not a long time. Yeah. Uh, Jerry West, who was instrumental in getting Kobe to play for the Lakers. Uh, Jerry West now works with the LA Clippers. He was the one that, when Kobe was like 17 years old, saw him training, saw him working out, and knew immediately that this kid was going to be a star. And wanted to get to know him. Got to know him really well. Uh, was able to orchestrate getting Kobe to play for the Lakers. And then they just had like this long-standing uh, relationship. But I think the thing that resonates with me the most 
This is an incredible career. This is a sad city right now. One person with one name, Kobe, you don't even have to mention his last name. And to see the pictures of him with his daughter, sitting at games, hugging, uh, hugging them, to get a Christmas card from them every year, and to watch this incredible family grow and prosper. And now to see not one, but two, but three families gone. Uh, saddest day of my life. Hmm. And the Toronto Raptors last night before their game against Atlanta uh, put together an incredible tribute. It was beautiful before the game started. They did a real good job with that. Uh, but the one thing on this special that aired last night, Roz, too, is that, yes, it was about Kobe, but they did take time, Ernie Johnson took time to acknowledge the other families that were affected by the helicopter crash on Sunday and mentioned who they are uh, to show that respect and show that love. In addition to Kobe and Gianna, John Eltabelli was a college baseball coach here on the West Coast. He and his wife Carrie and their daughter Alyssa all died in that helicopter. Alyssa was a teammate of Gianna. I think about Alexis Altabelli and JJ Altabelli, brother and sister, who lost a sister and their parents. Wow. Christina Mauser is an assistant coach on that Mamba team. Sarah Chester and her daughter Peyton. Peyton, another teenage player. And Hera Zabayan, who was at the controls, who was the, the guy Kobe wanted at the controls when he commuted in that helicopter. It's just so sad. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know it was talked about, um, and he kind of talked about it a little bit, but Norman Powell of the Toronto Raptors, who wears number 24, Kobe Bryant's number, had said that, Maybe he doesn't want to wear that number anymore, and he'd be cool to give it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last night, he actually said, again, to the media, he talked about uh, potentially giving up that number and going to the Raptors organization and saying, hey, I want this number changed. Um, definitely. You know, um, I think it, it, it's right. You know, that's that's his number. You know, uh, uh, both numbers, 8 and 24, you know, you put in work in, in, in both jersey numbers, and uh, it's right that uh, it belongs to him. So, um, after this game, definitely going to talk to Paulie about uh, swapping numbers and seeing uh, what I could do to represent him in another way uh, with the jersey numbers that we do have. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. James Corden finally addressed the uh, quote-unquote controversy surrounding carpool karaoke. <laughs> if you remember last week, somebody uh, put on Twitter a video of the car being used for carpool karaoke, but on a trailer attached to a truck that's pulling it along right. the streets of LA. And Bieber was in it. And Bieber was in it. Yeah. And that apparently blew Twitter up because people were so shocked. But I, along with a handful of other people, had always just assumed that James Corden was never driving anyway. Right. That it was like on a flatbed or a hitch or yeah. something being towed along. And people took it very personally. And people were like big mad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how dare you dupe us? I know. And then other people were like, idiots. He had Stevie Wonder behind the wheel <laughs> at one point. Like, how do y'all think that yeah. James Corden is really driving? Yes. Uh, but here's what he said about it. But I just want to say right now, 
that I always drive the car unless we're doing something where we think it might not be safe, like like a you know like a can't like a dance routine or a or a costume change, you know, or if I'm drunk, right? <laughs> But in the case of Justin Bieber, it was a safety issue where we thought it was best to tow the car, right? And frankly, I just kept getting lost in his eyes, okay? <laughs> now, that current video that you just saw has over 13 million views. <laughs> which is more than some carpool karaoke's, right? And it has caused uh, somewhat of a media frenzy. BuzzFeed said James Corden has been exposed. <laughs> AOL called it dream-shattering carpool karaoke revelations. Look, I'm just shocked I've done something that upset people more than cats. Right? <laughs> good one, good one. 95% of the time, I really am endangering the lives of the world's biggest pop stars, okay? <laughs> But this is a TV show. Not everything is real. Our show doesn't tape after midnight. We tape at 5 p.m. and pretend that it's late. And I hate to be the bearer of even more bad news, but while we're getting things out in the open, uh -oh. I don't actually need them to help me get to work, right? <laughs> Often I'm at work already. Like, he had to over-explain. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I know, I know that when they took the carpool karaoke segment and then they started doing it with other celebs without James Corden on Apple, yeah, they actually drive the car because Did they really, yeah, because I was talking to um, Scott, uh, Scott, I was talking to uh, Jonathan and Drew Scott, yeah. The Property Brothers, because they did carpool karaoke for Apple with the Deschanel sisters, and that's where... Yeah. You know, you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? That's yeah. where the sparks flew. Yeah. And they were telling... And not just spark plugs. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and they were telling me that... Um, they kept driving like off the road and making wrong turns. Oh my God, it's yeah, dangerous. Like, yeah, right? And I was, so I was just like, oh my God, I didn't think you guys actually had to drive that. And they were like, no, 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 we drove. Like oh, we wow. fully drove. Wow. Yeah, so I thought it was a budget thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know. <laughs> uh... This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, what'd you think of that Camila Cabello performance last night? I thought it was good, man. Did you cry? Did I cry? Yeah. No. You didn't? No. Why? Me neither. I mean, um, Were it was you beautiful. Getting emotional. It was beautiful. It was one of the was most. Great. It was I one almost... of the most genuine moments I've ever seen between two people on television. Yeah, I listen. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Without, I thought it was beautiful. Without question, it was. It's so rare in any sort of awards show. Even like when people get emotional over speeches, you can understand that because that's a moment of something for them in their life that is not scripted. So you're used to an emotional sort of a acceptance speech, but a, a performance that was staged and blocked and choreographed and they had video, those usually don't translate as well. And when she was singing to her dad and then they brought her dad up and oh like he was God. sitting in the front row and they had all that video beside her of when she was a kid and... listen. Dude, it was it, it, it was it, it, everything about it was just so perfect. Yeah, it was beautiful. But like when you see when she's standing there in front of her pops, right? When she yeah. comes down the stairs off the stage, yeah. and she's standing there in front of her father. Yeah. Like kudos to her and for being as professional as she is, 
to sing that song and to see like her father tearing up. You're killing me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you continue that performance? You're you're seeing me. your father, like seeing your parent like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. good for her. And it's you know, such and a, a nice song. And I don't know who the guy was beside her dad, but that's an uncomfortable seat. Oh, very. You know what I mean? Because like you're you're in their moment. You're like, where that. do you look? Right, and he could have been a family friend. He could have been the young. Sure. I don't even know who he was, but that's an uncomfortable seat. Like you, I, they should have at least kept the seat beside him empty for that performance. I know, but it's just some because other guy. You're, and you're in that camera shot you're the entire in, time. You're in every shot, right? right? That's the a hard time. seat. Like, what do you? Like, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have even minded had they asked me to leave. Sure, right, I mean, sir. Like, cool. We have something happening yeah, right now. Absolutely. We're going to need your seat. We found another great seat for you. Done. You'll still be able to enjoy the yes. performance as Come soon as it's done. Watch it on a monitor. Sure, we'll have a drink for you yeah, and everything. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah, it's all good. Alicia Keys is back there smoking up. Go hang out with her. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a beautiful. Did you cry, Maury? Bawling my eyes. Were out. you? Yeah. Bawling my eye because I, I just can't imagine having the opportunity to do something like that. Yeah. And seeing your because we should seeing our dads cry. That's yeah. a rarity. It is. And you're right. It's about, it is about the opportunity because very few people are ever given sort of that chance to do that grand gesture for a parent, mm-hmm. you know, parents do it for their kids, but it's, it's rare when a kid gets to do that massive grand gesture for and a parent. At these shows, you know, it's not uncommon to see a parent, uh, crying. No. In the audience when their kid is giving this speech. Yeah. Right. For the award that they just won. Yeah. But to see this, oh, it's a God. song about you. Yeah, I know. No, it was, it was just, it was crushing. It was so beautiful. She killed it. I think this is the part where she was like standing in front of her, in front of her dad. Yeah. I was trying to figure out, is this going to be like the next father-daughter dance at every wedding? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Until the end of time. Yeah. So good. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. See, Nick Jonas had something big in his teeth last night? Yeah, what was that? (laughs) Well, everybody's like, God, he's like, what did he eat before he went on stage? Mm. And then he just tweeted out, uh, hey, had a great time at the Grammys last night, and at least y'all know I eat my greens. (laughs) So whether it was was food or not. Snacking on something. I don't know. Backstage, right before they got on stage? I don't know, but it was huge. People matched the tweet with the photo because they zoomed in during the performance and he had what looked like spinach between two teeth. It was was black, like it was dark. So you think he like yammed down like a big salad right before (laughs) they hit the stage? But it could have been room food, right? I don't know. Maybe it could have been hours before because it it wasn't in like the front teeth. Um. It was only, you only saw it when he was like mouth wide open while he was singing. It was in like a molar. Okay. Right? You gotta like really be paying attention to somebody's mouth to see that. Dude, you can see it so clearly though. Like to notice all that. It looked like it was so big and black. It looked like he was missing a tooth. Right? No. Yeah. Come did, on, man. did you not see it? Dude. <laughs> like, like wrapped was, around the tooth? It was like all, <laughs> it was all in there. <laughs> uh, I but guess, I guess that would be easy to see when you're yeah. like, the cameras were all there and like no, so man. many lights. All them and, lights. Uh, right? Because you go backstage, it's super dark and you're hanging out. Chill. And, you know, and when you do a teeth check to somebody, uh, right, you usually just go like this, like, uh, yeah. and you check my front teeth. Nobody tucks their finger in their mouth and go, how are my molars? 
<laughs> Come take a look. I need you to get in here. So uh, no. yeah, so he he pointed it out after everybody else pointed it out and uh, had a good time with it. And whether it was in fact food or not, I don't know, but it was clearly something. But that's the kind like you would feel that in your mouth it was so big. That's what she said. Like you would like especially you know you're singing and you're you everything like you would know like maybe it was he... so large and intrusive. Maybe he knew, yeah. right? And before, like, before they got on stage, like he knew, and it was probably bothering him for a couple of minutes. But he knew he couldn't leave to go and fix the situation. Right. So he was like, "Man, I'll just get it later. No one's gonna notice." Yeah. Right. I hope nobody notices. Yeah, I don't know, but like that—that that would be like having a piece of corn in your mouth, right? Like it was so large. It oh, was you know so the, big. You know what the worst is? Like sometimes when you get, uh, if you eat strawberries and you get like yeah. a little seed in between yeah. the teeth. I don't eat a lot of strawberries. <sighs> Worst is that? Uh, no, is worst. that the, that's not the worst. What's the, the worst, worst is the celery strings. Oh, you eat celery? Oh no! I'll tell you, equivalent to yeah. that. Okay, is uh, mango. When you eat mango, mango. Yeah. You guys have no like way, a- not mango. Popcorn. I can see popcorn. Popcorn sure. skin. You guys yeah. have popcorn skin. Who says popcorn skin? <laughs> like the skin of the popcorn. <laughs> skin. I've never heard anybody say popcorn the skin The inner before. skin. You know the inner skin? Because the popcorn pops reversed, right? So there's the inner skin when that gets stuck. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, what? I'm going to need you to go back and explain popcorn. So popcorn yeah. pops in reverse. In reverse. So when it pops. So popping in reverse would mean that it comes as popcorn and then it turns e- into a kernel. Oh, kernel. The kernel pops... Like in reverse, like it flowers out, kind of sort it of pops. You mean it pops out? out? Yeah. Okay. okay. So and it pops. Popcorn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you need okay. to say pops. Yeah, it pops. Yeah. In reverse. Okay. And then the inner part, I guess, sort of like the skin of what was the kernel that gets stuck in between your teeth. So the inner it's part, still, which would have been the outer part, kernel at one time. Right. Yes. Okay. Pops in reverse. Okay. So. <sighs> No. <laughs> Guys, science. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. I want to be... Yeah. What's up, Mocha? Yo, say, <laughs> sorry to interrupt your singing just now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we heard you. <laughs> That's all good. All right, yo, man, we're going to try to fix your life. All right, you wrote us this. Uh, right. Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. My name is Saeed, and my girlfriend is Sarah. Fun fact, you guys called her uh, on her birthday about a month ago. You guys have been dating, you say, for a little over the year and just moved in together in December. But some of the stuff she does drives you crazy. You said she likes all the lights on. I grew up with a Middle Eastern mom that was so conscious of money and the lights had to be off. She says, oh, yeah, you go on to say that your girlfriend, she says goodnight to everything. Good night, door. Good night, lamp, etc. She can be OCD about little things. Uh, She has to be right. And then you say most of the time she is, but sometimes I am, too. And then you say uh, she usually heads to bed really early and I like to stay up late. Really, dude? <laughs> okay, wait. So, are you at home right now, or are you? Uh, yeah, no. I I worked in the morning. I uh-huh. teach two fitness classes at Bolo. Uh uh-huh. I just like came home. I'm just uh, folding laundry. Okay, okay. so okay. she's not home. So, which is why you're able no, to speak freely. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You think I could do this in front of her? Okay. Oh God, no. <laughs> so you're you're. 
It drives you nuts that your girlfriend says goodnight to the door and to the lamp? <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, she always started doing it after she heard Maury doing it. So on that podcast, like, a month and a bit ago, Maury was saying goodnight. And after that, she always says, goodnight, door, goodnight, <laughs> book. And I'm like, she, she's obsessed with Maury and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you don't need to say goodnight. Oh. Let's just goodnight. Oh, so it's not like that. a thing that she's had forever. She just says it as, like, playfully as a joke. Oh, yeah, but it's, it gets annoying. Okay, I, so I don't need to hear goodnight. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't need to read any of, all, any of anything else that you wrote. Just the fact that she's obsessed with Maury, my advice to you is to dump her immediately. <laughs> Yeah, pack up all your stuff, yeah. including that laundry that you're folding right now and bounce. Uh, no, all, oh. all this stuff. They, there was there used to be a saying, and I'm going to butcher it right now, but the saying used to be when you first start dating somebody, write down the five things you love most about them because in five years, those are going to be the five things you hate the most about them. Is that a, is, is that a true fact or are you just saying that? Well, I, I don't know if it's a true fact. I just <laughs> said, okay? I'm asking you. You've been married. Yeah, I've been married and I've also been divorced. Uh, these, none of these to me anyway sound like deal breakers they sound like you're being nitpicky have you ever lived with a, have you ever lived with a woman before god no okay god no <laughs> has she ever lived with a guy before no she just had um well her old roommate it was her old roommate and then her boyfriend who which is her now fiance then moved in with her i know but that's the thing man like when you get together with someone and you move in together like you're gonna have certain things that you're used to she's gonna have things that yeah. she's used to and then you're gonna work together to manage all of those things and get used to everything together. Yeah, the compromise. I These hear you aren't like major, major problems that are going to come between you and your girlfriend. No, 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 no. God, no, no. Okay. I, I love her too much. Okay, I'm going to tell you something right now, okay? Go for it. The only woman that you know in your life of what it's like to live with, the only other woman that you've lived with was been your mother. Mm -hmm. Has been your mother. Yes. Okay? This yes. woman, your girlfriend, is not yes. your mother. <laughs> She is not your mother. You can't do the kid things and pull attitude and be nitpicky and fluff off responsibility and, you know, sort of like stomp your feet when things don't go your way. She is not your mom. Okay? Nope. She's not going to mother you. It's a different person. She's her own woman. But I'm a mama's boy. Yeah, this oh, is God. the problem. I knew what the problem was. <laughs> hey, when you said that... you called, I knew what the problem was. When you said that your girlfriend, Sarah, goes to bed really early, but you like to stay up late, does she make you go to bed at the same time that she does? Like, when we... Before we moved in and I used to, like, crash at her place, yes. But now she's like, you can stay up late, but I just feel bad. Dude, so one, so let me just get this straight here for everybody listening right now, okay? For sure. Okay, you are living with your girlfriend, and she likes yeah. to go to bed earlier than you do. And when, oh, yeah. she, and when she goes to bed, she says to mm -hmm. you, hey, man, listen, I'm so tired. I'm going to go and turn in. But if you want to stay up and just do whatever, no problem. And that's yeah. your complaint? No. Oh. But then I <laughs> it sounds like that's a complaint. <laughs> You're making this make me look bad, Ross. Come on. You're making yourself look bad. This is all the stuff that you wrote to us, bro. Oh, no. It's more so, it's like, I want to stay up late. I want to stay up, her to stay up with me, but she doesn't want to. And I'm just like, oh. Then, like, it's all right, man. Okay. Then why don't you yeah. just, why don't you sometimes go to bed early with her so you guys can have some sort of physical relationship? <laughs> we do. Okay. And then other nights, why don't you just stay up? And if she feels like chilling on the couch with you, she will. And if not, she won't. I hear you. That's life, man. 
Okay. The only thing, the only thing that you guys have to do together in this situation is to make sure that you wind up getting that time together to sort of be physical. Otherwise, she's always going to go to bed early. You're always going to stay yeah. up, and then the next thing you know, you have a roommate. No, and I don't want that. All right, side, grow up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I do. Okay, she's not your mother. I know, but my mother's a great woman. You should meet her. As soon as I read this, I'm like, this guy is a mama's boy. If you come over, yeah. he'll cook you a feast. All right, yo, we got to go. Wait, I got one question. What? Can you guys ask me the question? Oh. oh. You know the question I like? Sure. Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Obviously Mocha. Come oh, on. Brown Power Scarborough? Whatever. <laughs> yeah! Come on. Scarborough Ting! What? Scarborough Ting! Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Yo, go say hi to your mom for us. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much for calling. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Special guest in studio with us right now. Uh, season four of Private Eyes is just a few months away, and he's teaming up with Mott's Fruit Stations to support the Breakfast Club of Canada. It's like family coming back to visit. Jason Priestley is in the building. What's going on, brother? What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Uh, it's like our yearly check-in. You visit that's, us literally once a year. That's right. You know what? It kind of feels like that, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's great, though. How's life, man? <laughs> hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Um, let's talk breakfast real quick, because when did you get involved in this initiative. Yeah, you know what? This is the first year that I've been involved in this initiative. The the Mott's Frustation Buy a Cup, Give a Cup program, their partnership with the Breakfast Club of Canada. Yeah. But it's uh, but I th I think this is an amazing program. I mean, you know, you're a dad like I am. Yeah. You know how important uh breakfast is for your kids. Um uh, and and it, it, I, when I learned uh the alarming statistic that one in for kids in Canada goes to school without having uh, a, uh, enough food. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a tragedy in this country. And, and the Breakfast Club of Canada supplies 250, almost, almost a quarter million breakfasts to, wow. uh, to children nice, uh, though, every day. Right? So it's, it's a remarkable program that's, uh, that's happening now until March 31st. And all you have to do is buy mm -hmm. uh, Mott's Fruitation uh, applesauce and they will donate, uh, for, for every cup that you buy, they will donate a cup to the Breakfast Club of Canada. So it's a, it's a great program, an easy way for, for people to uh, to be philanthropic without uh, without having to think about it. And I'm sure you get approached a lot uh, to help promote other products, other companies. What is it about this partnership that means so much to you that you were like, I need my voice to be in this? I, I love programs like this that are that are very easy for people to uh, to to donate and yeah. to be philanthropic. Um, uh, and and this is one of those programs, right? Like all, all you have to do is is do do what you do every day, um, and and buy buy a product that uh, that your kids are gonna are gonna enjoy anyway. Those things are good for me. How old are your kids? My kids are ten and twelve. 10 I have a ten 12. year old boy, twelve year old girl. I have a ten year old. Mocha's boy is almost, almost three. Th almost three. Yeah. You find that when you have kids, you start paying attention to things that you never thought you'd pay attention to before, yep. right? Is this one of those things? Yeah. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. And I, and and I also and my ten year old boy is has uh you know he's he's you know sort of you know got a little ADD little ADHD yeah and I and I know how important you know getting food in him is for that right right especially for that right like that really calms him down in the morning so. 
Uh, what do you so, do? Just run them like crazy all day? Oh, like, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Also, also physical activity, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. If, I, if, we, if we don't run him out, he's like, <laughs> you know. That's got to be your wife that does that, though. I, I'm, uh, I follow your wife on Instagram. Yeah. And she works out a lot. Yes, she does. Does she make you get in on that, or are you just like, is that her thing? Oh, oh 100%. Dude, well, she, you know, she's a fitness instructor, right? Yeah, like, it's <clears> incredible. If I, if I don't turn up to her classes, yeah. she just, Talks crap to me all day long. No, even oh, in yeah. front of the kids. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks very like I, I don't know. I don't know the the amount of work that it would take to sort of do what she does all the time. But it looks like it takes a lot of work. Yeah, it is. And being around that to me would be very stressful. <laughs> Because I would just feel like I would feel all the time that I had to do things I didn't want to do. Right. <laughs> Take the extra long way home. Yes. Right? Like just all those little things, right? Uh, Jason Priestley is here on the Raz and Mogi Show. Season four of Private Eyes. Remind us, when does that come out again? Season four of Private Eyes is going to be uh, premiering in uh, May. Yeah. Like like the usual cycle, yeah. uh, and we're going to start shooting uh, season five in uh, April. Oh, how nice! Many, how many countries yeah. is it in now? One hundred and sixty countries. Wow, dude, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. congratulations, right? brother. Right, yeah. Toronto exporting to the it's world. Crazy. It's, uh, it's exciting. And, really uh, cool. Keisha Shante's on this season. Also, Scott McGilvery's on this season. That's right? right. What was Scott like to work with? Scott was great, man. Yeah. Scott was awesome. I actually I directed that episode that Scott was oh, did in. You really? Yeah. Did you make him wear a plaid shirt? Please tell me. You did. I did. Uh, well, it was it was a golf episode, so he was wearing a lot of golf attire. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it was super cool. Yeah, he listens yeah, to really the show. So you can say some say. Something. Something. Give us something about McGilvery right now. He was, you know what? I I, I can't give you anything bad about McGilvery. He was, I, 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 hate to, I hate to tell you this. Make it up because it'll is, just drive him he nuts. Is, he's as advertised. I he know. is the it nicest sucks. guy. I know, it's terrible. Right? Yeah. It's horrible. Crazy. Why do you hate him so much? I, I don't. I love Scott. I love Scott McGilvery. I, 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 how can you not love him? He's the nicest because guy. You have to understand, I've been looking 12 years to, to figure out what that thing is. Like, Because to me, he's so nice, he's like hiding something. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Where's, where's that dark angle? Where is right? it? Where and is I haven't it? been able to find it. Because I don't think it's there. No, I was at his house going one. through his closet. I'm like, I got to pee. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God, Jason Priestley. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Raz and Mogi Show. When you uh, are back in town in April for however long, will you please come back and visit us? I will. And I'll bring Cindy Sampson in here. We'll, I'll come please. in. We'll have a good time yeah. with awesome. you guys. Awesome. Jason Priestley, everybody. Thanks, guys. Later. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, what kind of stupidness we got going in today? Have you seen the video where the guy takes a hot dog and a drill and he drills through down the middle of the hot dog and then he uses it as a straw to slurp milk mixed with ketchup? What? No. <laughs> a hot dog straw? <laughs> so dumb. Meat straw. So it's just one of those dumb things. And then Maury, of course, is Maury where he sees that and he's like, man, I need in on this. Where the hell did you get that drill from? <laughs> oh, Believe you it or a not. Drill. Oh, I didn't think we were actually like drilling it, drilling it. Well, how would Wait, we do it otherwise? You know, oh, you're wow. not a handy type of person. Where the hell did you get that drill? I got this from downstairs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know that brand name. Let me see. Skill. <laughs> yeah, and, and just, I've never and seen it's that a, brand name before. And it's a plug in drill. Like, it's not even <laughs> like a, it's not a battery drill. That's like a plug in drill. <laughs> All right. 
Okay, so what is your plan now? You're going to take the wiener and drill the hole full of wiener, the, the hole through the wiener, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you're going to fill oh, your... Oh, no, this is going to be so let's, messy. Let's do, the, let's do, the, let's do the, um, the milk and ketchup mixture first, I would oh, say. you use, so you pour it in, but then you also use the uh, hot dog as a, like a stick to sort of stir it with. Right. So you have milk, just just regular 2% milk, right? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of milk, man. That's making my stomach hurt Hold already. On. You're going to have to put a whole lot of ketchup in that more in order okay. to get it right. Here goes the ketchup. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh. You, you know what's so gross? Oh. Is that the Hold ketchup is like clumping uh, it's curdling. near the bottom. <laughs> it's curdling. Okay, the ketchup has curdled okay. in the bottom of the in the Here, bottom of the milk. Give me that cup for a sec. It looks like rocks at the bottom no, of the sea. I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. Oh, can it doesn't smell it, can good. Can you hold it up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so you know what it looks like. See? Honestly, <laughs> have you guys ever had bubble tea? Yeah, that's oh, exactly uh, what it looks like. Ketchup bubbles. Oh god, this and is so it, gross. Uh, oh, it does not <laughs> smell nice at all. <laughs> I think you put a little too much milk in there. More, I don't know. Here, I mean, it doesn't. I'm, I'm you know no, what? It doesn't I'll, even matter okay. because all it smells like is ketchup. Here, I'll I'm drink no, some of the milk down. I'm no wiener straw expert. But it looks to me like you've put too much milk in that cup, man. What are we doing? What are we doing? All right, Maury, time to drill the wiener. Okay, Maury, you're going <laughs> to drill the wiener now. <laughs> Have you ever operated a drill before? No. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Maury. Oh, 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 God, there's wiener pieces everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, he let go of the wiener and it went flipping around and it shot off the end of the drill. Maury can't control the wiener. Also, Maury's sweater is now covered in wiener bit. Okay, okay try again. I think you have too much torque on that. Oh my God, on that drill. Put it down. Oh my God. Oh my oh God, God, Maury. Oh God, oh God, oh. Okay, but that's enough drilling. Okay. Stop, stop. Okay. I don't I think to, that drill bit is long enough. I just no. have to go on the other side and match it up. No, that drill bit is not long enough. No, absolutely not. Oh, God. There's, oh, there's bits of wiener flying everywhere like Ooh. wood chips. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. This is insane. Okay, I have an idea. I'm going to break the wiener in half. Okay. And then, and then I have a straw. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maury, why are you wearing a pinky ring today? It's my bar mitzvah ring. Oh. Also, why are you sticking your tongue out when you do that? <laughs> oh my god, it's through. It's okay. through. Okay. This is so gross. Okay. <laughs> it works! <laughs> yeah, it's a wiener straw. What does milk through a wiener taste like? Would you believe salty? <laughs> yes, I would actually. <laughs> I would a hundred percent believe salty. Oh God, more! You're drinking a lot of that now. Can you taste the ketchup at all? No, not yet. I think I need to stir it with another hot dog. Okay. <laughs> That's so gross. Look at that table. Look at all the little chunks of wiener all over that table. <laughs> There's like little bits of wiener all over that table. Oh, ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you? Oh, it was so much better when it was just milk and meat. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you proud of yourself right now, more? 
Yeah, because I feel like I've actually done something manly. <laughs> <laughs> Only Maury would suck milk through the end of a wiener and say, I feel like I've done something manly. <laughs> so can we say I've accomplished it? Oh, man, that's disgusting. You want to try mocha? No. Yeah. You wanted yes, to make you, you one? No, no, <laughs> you no, not no. It. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You don't want to drink through a straw? No, we're okay. done. We're done. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Drake keeps racking up the wins, man. His new song with Future, Life is Good, debuts at number two this week on the Hot 100, giving Drake his 100th top 40 hit, mm-hmm. which is a record. Features, though, you know. Second place, uh, Lil Wayne and Elvis. They only have 81 apiece. Taylor Swift is third with 63, although it's the most for women. Drake also has a total of 207 entries on the Hot 100, the Billboard Hot 100, which ties him for number one with the cast of Glee. You remember when Glee... No, he's, he beat Glee. He's ahead of Glee now. Oh, is he ahead yeah, of Glee he's now? Ahead, he's ahead of but Glee But do you now. remember when Glee, like every single week, yeah. that they would drop a new episode, like five songs? I don't think either of those should count. The Glee ones? Or Drake. Or Drake. Why, no. why not Drake? Because I don't think features should count. At all? Nope. Hmm. Not for overall. Not for overall. And he's I don't still credited and I, as an artist. And I don't think Glee should count. That was a, they, first of all, they were all covers, which is fine. They were all covers. It was a cast of a television show and they would just crank them out every week and those songs would appear and then they would quickly disappear. Disappear. Because it was just hot from that right. episode the previous night. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what the future in Drake's song Life is Good sounds like. It's this. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Swear they passed us, they doing too much. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. I like this song. I like these two together. Okay, so what? I hope Future's on Drake's new album. The reason why I bring this up is... There's a singer-songwriter out of Massachusetts who was a contestant on The Voice, season three, which was like forever ago. Okay. Uh, He's also recently on a show, on another singing competition show on NBC called Songland. And he does cover, he's like a country singer, right? Oh, yeah? But he does like hip-hop covers. And his latest one, he did this song, Life is Good. From Drake and Future, and it sounds like this. Working on the weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. Yeah, this really passed us to do too much. Haven't done my taxes. I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. Yeah, they call me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone hit your block up, I tell you if it was us. Man, the house in Rosewood, this too blush. Mmm. So do I. I like that. Play Drake again for me. I just want to hear the difference again. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end like usual. 
Swear they passed us, they doing too much Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts mm. Caught me slipping once, okay, so what? Someone yeah, had to block up, I'd tell you if it was us It's interesting how much uh, an actual instrument that a human being is playing changes something. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I wanted to find out if there was if there was instruments in this in this Drake mix. There's there's like a a, a bass synth and then a beat and clicks and everything else. Whereas the other one, it's just a guitar done by Sam James, was just a guitar. They sound the same, but so completely different. Yeah, it's wild. It's really good. I like it. Working on the weekend like usual. Yeah, I don't like this. Like usual. Yeah, this really passed us to do too much. Haven't done my taxes. Mm. I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my It's good, right? I like it. I do yeah. like it. I really do. Yeah. Who's this guy again? What's his name? Sam James. And he was from which season? Uh, he was on season three of The Voice. Season three of The Voice. And then not that long ago on uh, Songland on mm. NBC. I like it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Brittany. Hi. How you doing? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Good. So... Wow. Uh, Brittany, you wrote this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. So I think I might yeah. need to end my engagement because I hate his mother. Ow. Because yeah. she, she always wants to wear my shoes and clothes and always wants me to clean her closet. She wants me yeah. to be her made and I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. Are you guys living together? Yes. Okay. And will you be living with his mother still after you get married? Unfortunately, yeah. Well, why don't you fix that? How? What do you mean how? How old are you? (laughs) 25. Have you guys been, you and your fiance been saving uh, for your own place? Yes. Why don't you rent a place? Because the plan always includes her. What, like he always includes her? Yeah. So, Brittany, you and your fiancé are living with his mother by choice. No, and- it's not by choice. So, he rents out a place. His mom lives with him because she doesn't have anybody who wants to live with her. And she doesn't want to live alone. Okay. So, I moved in with him because fiancé and wanted to have the whole pre-marital experience to see, like, can this really work? And you said that you and your fiancé have talked about the living arrangement, right? Yes. So what is his reasoning then once you guys get married for your future mother-in-law to still live with you as opposed to just you and your husband being together? Um, She doesn't have anybody else. That's his excuse. Yeah, but that doesn't... What, is she just going to live with you guys forever? Yeah. Okay. And is that a deal breaker for him? Like, if you said, hey, I can't do this with your mom? I, I don't know, but for me, it is. But if you, she was a nice person, we wouldn't have this conversation. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. Right. So, outside but, of her wanting to wear your clothes and shoes <laughs> and clean her closet and clean her closet, yeah. Typically, do you and her get along? No. No. Oh, you don't. wow. She goes talking about his exes and stuff too. Right? Oh, God. Oh, no. So, so there's a couple things that could possibly be going on right here. One, she just yeah. doesn't think you're good enough for him, right? Or, yeah. or two, the relationship that they have is that he's a, he's a mama's boy and she doesn't think that he needs a wife, but he just needs more mothering. That mothering oh. is what her boy needs. 
And so she's sort of putting you in the training to mother him as opposed to being supportive of you being his future wife. Yeah, I'm not trying to be anybody's maid or mother. Right. But I think that that's that's to me, that's to me what it sounds like. And you, yeah. need, you need to have a conversation with your fiance saying, hey, listen, you know, we can't do this with your mom living with us. It, you, know how, you, know, you know how she is with me and you need to do something about this. We've had that conversation. So what has he done about it? Nothing. We all sat down. All three of us sat down and talked. Oh, That's all three of you. It. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and still nothing still happened. No. Oh, and then wow. I'm at which end because like I can't like, and I fully told him, I'm like, if I stay, this, your mom's responsibilities and needs are solely on you. She's not my mom. I have my own mother to take care of. Yeah, but what kind of a life is that? You're going to be so miserable, Brittany. It sounds like you're already miserable. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, I'm like, she doesn't shower and stuff. So it's like, if we have kids and my kids are like, Mommy, <laughs> I don't want to shower because grandma doesn't shower. Wow. I'm be like, your grandma stinks, so go shower. Okay, you, I want to be rude. <laughs> you are so unbelievably very close to resentment. Yeah. And when <laughs> resentment sets in... Uh, yeah. I don't know if you will ever be able to come back, okay? Because believe me, as soon as things start going bad between you and your fiance, he's gonna yeah. run. He's gonna run to his mother, and then it's gonna be two against one in the house that you live in, always. Yeah, and that's, that's a problem, okay? Yeah, and when you come home, you want to be at peace. You want to be relaxed, right? Yeah. Yeah, do, you, do you feel like kind of stressed when you get home? Yeah. Do you find excuses to get home a little later than you I normally work would? Later now, yeah. Oh I yeah, work. because see, that's a problem, Brittany. Yeah, that's it, a big problem. Resentment is going to set in very quick. I think that the conversation that you need to have isn't so much a dialogue, but a statement, and that is you need to articulate to him in very, very simple and clear terms that this doesn't work. If his, yeah. if the plan is that his mother's living with you guys. And that yeah. has to be a conversation that just the two of you have face to face without her around. Okay. Yeah. Don't involve her in this. This is nothing. Yeah. This is like nothing if she's to do with always, her. always, always at home, then you need yeah. to take your fiance and be like, listen, we're going to go for a walk. That way it's just the two of y'all. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right, and- All right Brittany. Good luck. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Yo, Kim, what's up? It's Razamoka. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Okay, so we talked to you not that long ago, and yeah. you just started listening to the Razamoka show uh, a couple, like a month ago, right? A month and a half ago? Yeah, yeah, right. but just before Christmas. And uh, when we started talking to you the last time, it was revealed that, I don't know how we started talking about Ghostbusters. Um, you asked me who my favorite was, and I said it was you because Roz had said that he liked the remake of Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's right. right. And you, Kim, said that you had never watched the all-female cast uh, Ghostbusters because you didn't want it to ruin or taint what the original right. taint. Right. Yeah. Gave so, you right. And and that was the and that was the thing. And I've we've had this conversation many times, which is I truly feel that that reboot um, of Ghostbusters with. Uh, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy and Chris Hemsworth and God, who else was in that movie? Uh, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Yeah. yeah, 
That movie was to me amazing, and it is、uh. now it's now my favorite Ghostbusters. So, since we last spoke, have you seen the reboot all female cast of Ghostbusters? Yes, I have. And what did you think? Well, it's not better than the original. Nobody <laughs> said it, it was better. Be I, I, I said I liked it better. I didn't say it was better. There's very, there's very, very,、oh, there's okay, two very、okay. different opinions. Well, it was a cute movie, but for me. It's the original's got to be the, the number one. Oh, but what did you think of the all female one? Like, it was just okay? Or, like, were you mad at it? No, I wasn't mad at it.、Oh, no.、Okay. It's not something I'd probably watch again. Really? Oh, really? Even、yeah. with Kay McKinnon, she's、I've、so funny in、I've、that. I've seen it like 25 times. You know what? She was awesome. I was kind of iffy about her at first in the beginning of the movie. Yeah.、Um, but. As the movie went on, I was like, no,、nah, she's my favorite, other than Leslie Jones. She was really good. Yeah, I think、too. Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones were the two funniest people, I believe. Yeah, and it was, it was kind of nice seeing Chris Hemsworth in a really kind of like ditzy role. Yeah. Minimal, yeah. <laughs> it really seems、yeah. to me that you love this movie.、Uh, no, I didn't love it. Oh, okay. But,、oh. but it, it was cute. I will say, cute. I'll say this again、uh, the. Ghostbusters with the all female cast、uh, is my favorite Ghostbusters. All right.、Yeah. I did like that the,、uh, the original cast made some appearances,、yeah. though. Spoiler、sounds、alert. Like, sounds like you got a lot of nice things to say about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Moki, you said spoiler alert. Have you not seen it? No, yeah, of course I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the spoiler alert is for everybody who jumps all over us whenever we say anything about a movie. Oh, it's been out for so long. It's too late now. I got yelled at recently because.、What? We, I gave away something from a movie. Yeah. But I said spoiler alert after I said the、oh. thing. <laughs> Do you remember which movie? No, I, no, I don't remember what it was. And somebody jumped all over it, being like, man, appreciate the spoiler alert, but you got to say spoiler alert before the spoiler. <laughs> I'm still I、new. do it all the time. I'm still, new to, I'm still new to that. Kim, it was great talking to you again. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Thank you for having me again. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You remember the Nike sneakers that were featured in Back to the Future 2? I was going to say, I think this is Back to the Future we're listening to. It is.、Uh, yeah.、So、remember which, the Air Mags? Which ones were they? The self lacing. Wasn't that Back to the Future 1? No, that's 2. Oh, it's 2, because you're right. They went to the future. Yeah. Right. AKA 2015, five years ago. Right. Sorry. He went to the, yeah. He went so, to the then future. Listen to this crazy story. Okay. Right? So somebody in Oregon purchased a storage locker. That the original owner just like dipped, didn't pay their bills. Yeah, because they go up for auction and you, you don't get to look inside、right. before you buy it. They、you、open the no gate. No idea. And you could take a look at all the junk and you go, yeah, you can't open, 500 bucks. But you can't open like can't everything. Go through. You no, can't start no, going no. through. Like storage, storage wars. Yes.、Right? So somebody bought this storage locker for 75 bucks.、Yeah. After going through it, found six pair of the Nike Air Mags. Excuse me? The Back to the Future 2 Nike sneakers. From, Six pair. From when? So these sneakers, these ones are from the 2011 release. Okay. Nike only did、uh, release 1,500 pairs of these、yeah. in 2011. And then in 2016, they did a relaunch of 89 pair of those sneakers, but they were like the quote unquote self lacing version. Yeah. So six pair were in this storage locker that this guy purchased for 75 bucks. And then immediately, Started putting stuff online, right? Yeah. To, to sell off. And a sneaker reseller saw the post, hit him up, and was like, hey, listen, let me buy these off of you. 
And the person said he had already sold three of them. Mm-hmm. He had the remaining three. So this reseller was like, done, I'll take all three of them from you. Okay. Bought them. Wouldn't say how much he paid for the three pair of sneakers. The only information he revealed is that he went and resold one single pair for $10,000. Oh, my God. For $10,000. Really? Yeah. And he provided, like, screenshots of their back-and-forth conversation about when to meet up, where to meet up. He, the, the reseller even flashed like a stack of cash, being like, yo, I'm on my way because there was some miscommunication sure. between yeah, the yeah. two of them about timing, and he was like, no, I promise this is legit. Yeah. Here's a stack of money. Yeah. Do you think other stuff that they put out for the movie has value as well? I still have a can of Pepsi Free that they put out in 2011 in box, never looked at, from Back to the Future. But how many of them were produced? 500. Have you looked online to see? I'm going to totally be doing that right now. To me, that's. I could retire. Uh, not off of Pepsi. <laughs> if this guy couldn't retire off three pairs of the the, the lace them up Nikes, what do you call them? <laughs> lace them up Nikes. <laughs> yep, that's what it is. Back to the future, lace them up. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Michaela. Hey. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Um, your FML today is legit a Netflix movie. I know, right? Okay, <laughs> That's what so, all my friends tell me. Michaela, you wrote us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha, this is my crazy FML story. So fix my life. I met these twin brothers and I clicked with both of them so well, I had to decide which one I wanted to go for. They are identical twins, but with two completely different personalities. One is just like myself, very outgoing and super friendly. Everyone thought I was going to end up with this one. The other brother is timid, shy, and very different from all the other guys I've dated. Because he was so different, I ended up choosing him. As I was hooking up with... As I was hooking up with the one brother, I still was really good friends with his brother. But when things ended with the shy twin, I started getting closer with his twin brother. So now I feel like I went for the wrong twin and I don't know what to do. Is it okay to switch twins and go for the other one now? Yeah. Okay. So doing the brother switch there, it has been done successfully. Okay. Doing the oh, sister, okay. doing the sister switch has been done successfully. I will say this, uh, twice in my life, my brother and I have dated the same woman. Oh yeah. Okay. And it was fine. Yeah. Didn't work out with me. Great girl. They got along. Awesome. They hooked up after the fact they were great while they were together. That was just the end of it. Okay. So it is possible to do the switch. Now, the only way it's possible to do the switch is if all three parties are cool with it. Uh, okay. Like, does the twin that you really, really like, does he know that you really like him? Yes. Oh, he does. Wait, okay. Wait, hold on. The twin okay. that I like? No, yeah. okay. Yeah, the, the, not the twin you dated. The one that you like. Okay. okay. The one that you want now. Um, no, I haven't really gotten to tell him just because I was still debating on it just because yeah. we, we we've been hanging out and I... I still consider, like, he's a really good friend of mine, and that's why I was debating on what to do. 
I don't know if I want to date him or just keep him as a good friend, and I don't want to jeopardize our friendship. Okay, is he giving you vibes that he likes you? I mean, so-so. It's kind of mixed. The last time we hung out, I felt like there was a moment where we're, we're sitting beside each other on the couch, and he kind of put my hair behind my ear. And then we're just staring at <laughs> Yo, each other. Yo, that's a move. Like, that's a move, Mikhail. That's a move. <laughs> but... We were just staring at each other, like, not saying anything. And there, there was this moment where I felt like we were going to kiss. And then I felt like we both pulled away because we knew, like, it wasn't right. And where was the other brother? He wasn't home. Oh. oh so this is happening in, in his house, in their house? In their house. They both lived together. I went over when the other twin wasn't home. And I don't, till this day, I don't know if he knew that we hung out. Okay. So, oh. so you, you suspect that your ex, the, the boyfriend, the other brother, would not be cool with you hooking up with the twin, right? I mean, the, the last time I spoke to him, I was like, do you think your brother would care if he knew that we hung out? And he's like, I don't think so. Okay. I know my brother so well that I don't think he'll care. I mean, he should. He's an identical twin. You you make it seem like you have all the power here, and I'm not saying you don't, but you, but in your letter to us, you were like, you had to choose. It was up to you. Do you know if they were both competing for you as well? No, I don't think so. Maybe at one point, but um, the other, the, the, the one that I was dating, yeah, yeah um, he showed more interest, so I guess the other brother like backed off. Right. Okay, so, and how long's it been now? Like, a couple months, I would say. A couple months. Damn, and you're still hanging out with one of them, just not both of them. Yes. And how did it end? Did it end ugly? Kind of, like, not really. He Ooh. just... Yo, if it ended ugly, you can't... <laughs> how did it end? You can't how go did for it the end? brother no, switch, it didn't, it didn't end ugly. It was like, okay, like, that's it. Like, our, our relationship is over, and then... Who well, ended I it? Who ended it? it? He did. He oh, dumped okay. you. Why? Because did you cheat? No, honestly. Were you I, flirting with other guys? His brother. No. <laughs> Why did he dump you? Why did he dump you? He told me he wasn't looking for anything serious and that he, he just got a new job. So he wants to focus on his work. And that was totally understandable because I just got promoted. So I wanted to focus on my work too. But I thought maybe I can do both. No, no, no. You know in your heart what the real reason for the breakup was. Saying that I just got a new job is is a is an excuse. That's you, a It's a line. You weren't into him. No, he wasn't into her. What's the real reason no, for I the breakup? I think they oh. both weren't into each other. What's the Which real? Is totally fine. What's the real reason for the breakup? I don't know what to tell you. That was it. That's what he told me. Because when people say I got a new job and I don't have time and you know I need time for me right now, it is all avoidance. The thing that they don't want to say is they don't want to look somebody in the eye and say I don't love you. Okay, but also his brother even gave me advice on his on him. He's very indecisive. He just doesn't know what he wants. Okay, so you want to know if you can do the, the brother switch. I'm all for doing the brother switch, but you can't destroy a family, and everybody in the situation has to be cool with it. Otherwise, it's ugly, and you will never feel relaxed or comfortable in that house at all or around that family. It's going to be a disaster for everybody. So if everybody's cool with it, you can pull off the brother switch. Same thing as the sister switch. Sister switch, I would say, is a little bit more difficult. Okay. This may be a perfect time to just like we'll grab some texts and then we'll come back like you want to say what do we want to you want to give us a text at 925-555 and say like switch or no switch or how do you want to do this yeah i guess yeah yeah okay so we'll do a quick poll what's your feeling on this mocha switch or no switch at first i was like leaning towards do the switch no problem yeah but now that i hear michaela's story yeah i say leave it alone go find you a man 
that's not a part of his twin situation. Right. Okay. I just do, think do that they, there's too much at risk for the two guys, for their brothers, and their relationship. Do they happen to have another brother, maybe? No, nope, it's just okay. them. What about the dad? Is he hot? I don't, I don't really know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll we'll get some text and uh, so my listen you can do the switch but everybody's got to be cool with it. Mocha says no switch. I say no switch. Uh, it's a uh, nine two five triple five. We'll uh, we'll take a poll and we'll come right back. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, love. Michaela. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Okay, before we get to the news, Roz, I'm going to read you some texts that we got after talking to Michaela for today's FML. Yeah. Her situation is that uh, she's into twins. There, there was <laughs> one guy that she thought she liked. Didn't end up working out. He dumped her, but she's really into his twin brother. Yeah. Doesn't know whether or not to do the the switch. And we put it out there, 925 Somebody wrote and said, no, it's not right. Can't keep it in the same family. Just stay friends, nothing more. Somebody else wrote, I did the switch. I was married to my husband for 10 years. We had three kids. We separated, and I've been with his cousin for the past three years. Nah, cousins are different, though. My ex and I are very amicable. We still do the kids' birthdays together, wow. uh, as well as Christmas and all holidays. Somebody else wrote and said, ew! <laughs> What's your name? What's your switch story? Hi, uh, my name's Mackenzie. I, um, I am currently married to a twin. He's got a twin brother, and... Uh, when we first started hanging out, his twin, um, I didn't know him. I only knew the one that I married. But his twin came down for the weekend. I met him, um, and his twin was really interested in me. So we went out that night, uh, and he kind of made a couple passes at me, but I wasn't super into it. So I'm not really in Michaela's boat because I didn't really let it get too far with the twin brother that liked me. Um, You're now brother-in-law. Is Are things weird? He's my now brother-in-law, exactly. And you know what? It's not weird. He kind of guessed it, like, the next day, he he made a comment about how, you know, things hadn't really got to plan the night before because he knew he was, or I was into his brother. So he, I think he could guess it. Um, but uh, his, his, the one that I married was dating someone at the time. So it wasn't even really a possibility. Um, and it wasn't until he broke up with his girlfriend a little while later that we got together. But now my brother-in-law and I are really cool. We laugh about it. Uh, he's got a new girlfriend now, so it's all good. But... He was definitely into me before his brother was, and I just, I held out because I was into the other twin. So I think if this girl's got a good feeling about the uh, the one twin, then she should stick it out. Cause wow. It, it sometimes works out and everyone's cool about it. Yeah, huh? Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Bye, love. <laughs> Take care. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, Justin Bieber got emotional during his speech at an album preview event last night. Uh, he broke down to tears describing the challenges that he's faced in the last couple of years and the people who helped him get through it. Uh, at a playing of his forthcoming album held at uh, a West Los Angeles uh, studio during Grammy week. Beamer got, Bieber got emotional and started crying, recalling the immense depression he suffered as he entered adulthood, saying, I don't even think I should be alive, never mind thrive. Uh, recalling having, quote, grown up in the industry and being hurt by the industry and the people in the industry who work in it, uh, though he was not specific about any names or the specific challenges that he's faced. Mm. So there's that. Wow. Uh, last night on Grey's... <gasps> what happened? Well... Oh, did they do that crossover episode? No. Or that was like a couple weeks ago. No, listen, you know me. I'm OG ride or die Grey's Anatomy, yeah. right? It's the last, you don't need any of the extra junk. No, it's like the last uh, network show that I watch outside yeah. of The Good Place because that show's awesome too. 
last night's episode, and I say this as a fan, so don't come at me, was awful. Really? Oh, it was a terrible episode. Everything on this show now is so preachy and heavy-handed uh-huh. that it's almost unbearable to watch. Really? They, they've lost the sort of interpersonal spark between people, and there's no fun left on the show whatsoever. Mm. No, it's not interesting to watch anymore. I'm still going to watch it, but it's not interesting <laughs> to watch. Uh, but Alex Karev, Dr. Alex Karev, who's the head of uh, pediatrics, um, the guy who plays him, Justin Chambers, we know, left. He's been on the show for like 15 seasons Mm -hmm. and he left and we all thought he was leaving at the end of the season, but he left by Christmas. So we had already seen his last episode and he's a major character on the show. How did he leave though? They explained it away last night. Oh, so hold on. So since Christmas, he hasn't appeared in any episode and no one has mentioned him at all? the fall season happened. Yeah. Okay, and then it ended. So the fall season ends, right? And then then all shows take a break and then they all come back right about now. Mm. He was in that first chunk. Oh. And had a major role in that first chunk. Yeah. Then they took a break for Christmas. Yeah. Then they come back for this round of shows, and he's in Iowa visiting his sick mother and will be there indefinitely. So he moved to Iowa. Yeah. That was their explanation. That's their explanation. Cheap. Right? Super cheap. cheap. Super cheap. I don't like that. Don't mess with my grace. Because it opens the possibility for him to potentially come back. Which I'm fine with, right? I'm fine with that. But when you have, like, they would, like, every episode from this this point on, his wife and everybody who loves him would be like, God, when the hell is Alex coming back? It would be all they talked about. Yeah. But you know they're going to mention it once and then they're never going to mention it again. As a, here you go, here's what happened. Thank you. Ugh. How dare you, Thank you. Uh, So the big story yesterday with Kathleen Kennedy and Disney and Star Wars was she was trending because the story was that she has halted all production on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. And so everybody was devastated with that. But E.T. last night caught up with Ewan McGregor, who had a different story to tell. This is what he told E.T. about the production being halted on the Kenobi series. Let me ask you this real quick, Ewan. What's going on with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? Because there's so many reports out there. Is it happening? It's just, it's just script. The, the scripts are really, really good. They want, to, they want to make them better. And they're just slid the production to shooting next year. So it's not as dramatic as it sounds. On it. I just got here tonight and it's like, oh my God, look at all this stuff. Right. It's not that dramatic. I think we have the same, we're airing in the same day and all that stuff. So, so it is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. So who do you believe? Wow. Well, do you believe Obi-Wan or do you believe Twitter? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd want to believe Obi-Wan. Yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, everybody's freaked out yesterday and angered when they realized that James Corden doesn't actually drive the car in carpool karaoke. See, that... Which is ridiculous to, to me. To me, doesn't make sense because there's no way in hell. No. No way he could do carpool, like legally do carpool karaoke and be behind the wheel that way. Well, I think though that they, because they spun carpool, I mean, he's, he's done it with Stevie Wonder behind the wheel. Like it's right. very evident that he does not drive those cars. somebody pointed that out as well. But I was talking to, because they spun carpool karaoke off 
into an Apple series. Yes. And that's where uh, Jonathan Scott met Zoe Deschanel was because it was the Scott brothers and the Deschanel sisters in the car doing carpool karaoke. And I saw pictures of them shooting that where they actually were driving. Hmm. Unless he does drive for when they have to shoot like outside shots of the car quickly driving by the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to make it appear like he's actually driving. But the other thing that's interesting is that as evident as like everybody's got a camera and everybody posts and everything is so immediate, how did it take until now for somebody to, to get a picture of James Corden driving around Los Angeles shooting carpool karaoke? I know. Like that, unless... People just assume if they didn't see James Corden in the car, right? Yeah. Previously. But it's not like the windows are tinted on that car. No, I know. But you unless people right just like, assume, they see that going by and they're like, oh, it's just another film production in LA. Yeah, but when you can, like, there, you would hear it. Oh, yeah, I guess that too. <laughs> right? You know, like, if, if Ariana Grande is in a car singing, you will hear it from the road. Like, yeah, guaranteed you'll yeah, hear it from no, the you're road. Right, you're right? right. So I'm just shocked that it, took, that it took this long. Uh, Billy Eilish like, ran the table, album of the year, song of the year, record of the year, best new artist, the youngest person to ever be nominated for and win all in those uh, major categories. Now, this is not without controversy because although Billy Eilish won, Uh-oh. the Lana Del Rey fans and the Ariana Grande fans, not happy. So this was Billie Eilish uh, doing her speech for album of the year where she specifically calls out Ariana Grande. <laughs> Please sit down. Um, can I just say that I think Ariana deserves this? <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Okay, so uh, the Ariana Grande fans came down to this that they invited Ariana there to sing. They nominated for five awards and then they let her sit there all night and go home with nothing. Okay. Oh, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> right? You, you win, well, you win none, you lose them all. How many was she nominated for again? Five. five? All right, so okay, and then you win some, you lose all five. And then so Billie Eilish goes on stage and calls out Ariana Grande. But then the Lana Del Rey fans are like, "Hold on a second, let me read you this." Oh no, Lana Del Rey did not spend this entire decade basically forming the alternative genre for girls like Billie Eilish to get five Grammys and for Billie to say Ariana Grande deserved oh, Album of the Year. So mad she the amount of disrespect oh. Lana faced today is unreal. Nobody's so happy. Nobody's happy. That Billie Eilish didn't show some love to Lana as well? Because if she's going to show love to somebody for being there on stage, they feel that the love should be directed at Lana Del Rey. Well, if that's the case... Right. Well, I'm like, listen, if, then, you're, uh, if you're Billie Eilish and you're throwing love around, really the person you should be throwing love at is Avril Lavigne. Because she was the she was Billie Eilish oh. before Billie Eilish. She's the original skater, bro. right? Yes. Right. Uh, Justin Bieber announces a new album called Changes and a North American Summer Tour. Uh, the album will be released on Valentine's Day. The oh, song so is nice. called "Get Me," featuring Kalani. Sounds like this. Boy, you don't compare, don't fit in. What I'm doing, you get me? Judging by the way you open up, you get me. Ooh, 
I don't mind it. I like yeah. the production on it. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a good thing he's got a lot of pop songs in his catalog because his tour is a stadium tour. Like he's doing Rogers Center. Wow. And you got to get people dancing when you're in front of that many people. Yeah. And not just slow dancing. And not just, yeah, not this. Uh, tickets go on sale Feb 14th at noon on Bieber's website, but there's like How romantic. pre-sales and all this other stuff going on. And then a pre-sale on. for the pre-sale? Uh, Kalani and Jaden Smith will open up, and uh, Bieber shows up on Ellen today. Uh, one of the clips going around is uh, Justin Bieber talking about proposing to Haley Baldwin. Now, when you proposed to her, were you, were you really super nervous? Did you know what you were going to say? Was it like a romantic <sighs> gesture? Yeah, I, I was extremely nervous. Um, I felt like in the past we had talked about, you know, me asking the question and I felt like she would say yes. So I wasn't really nervous about the saying yes, but I think it's just like, it's a, I think I was more nervous about, am I going to make this commitment? Am I able to make this commitment as a man and be able to honor, you know, what I say? You know, because that's a serious commitment when you say you're going to love someone for better, for worse, and, like, be faithful. That's a huge, am I able to do that? And so I think that was really what I was battling with. And I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to make the decision and follow through with it and be a husband. And, you know, this is what I've always wanted. I'm going to just choose this woman and and, and and just do it. And commit to it. Yeah. And you did. Wow. I don't know. Being, being faithful sounds like a struggle. <laughs> I know he didn't probably mean that and he's just saying stuff and I get it. I get it. I get but it. But if it, you have it. to question whether or not you're going to be faithful <laughs> to the person that you love, uh, uh, I get it. Listen, like maybe lo- just think about this okay. decision. I get it. A little bit longer. So Grammy ratings in the US uh, dropped. Okay, so this is the headline. Grammy ratings in the U.S. drop uh, on CBS. So it drew 18.7 million viewers. And it, yes, it's 3% down uh, in like their key demo and 6% down overall compared to last year. But it's 18.7 million people, That's right? still a lot of, a lot La- of eyes. Last year it was 19.7. Uh-huh. Sorry, 19.9 million. The least watched Grammys was 2006. I don't know what was going on in 2006. Uh, that was 17 million uh, viewers. Uh, they were by far, however, the most watched telecast on uh, on Sunday night. Uh, Bachelor last night, drama, rama, baby. Oh, so Yo, they did, man, the producers on that show—they did that girl dirty. Okay, so bad, bro. I don't know if they did that girl dirty so much as they did Chase Rice dirty. So Chase Rice is—you know how all the time they go on these dates on The Bachelor, right? And then they walk into some open court in some small town somewhere and then there's a guy on a stage and they go oh my god that's so and so he's my favorite and everybody at home's like who the hell's that guy next thing you know we walk into the theater it's completely (laughs) empty and up on the stage it's my favorite artist (laughs) in the entire world yeah like boots and hats yeah bing jacobson bing jacobson are you yeah so anyway so it was chase rice last night and he's a country singer right he's a singer and people know who he is. But what winds up happening is, so Peter brings Victoria F. on this date, and they're like there dancing while Chase Rice plays. You turn the corner, I see Chase, my ex-boyfriend. Nothing could be worse. I'm freaking out right now. Freaking out. So Chase Rice was with Victoria F. before she did The Bachelor. 
What a coincidence. Okay. How did the producers not know that information? Yeah, and now he says that he's really pissed off about how it all went down. Of course. Uh, he said that he was also surprised to see that uh, he was giving a private concert to his ex. So he didn't know. They didn't tell him while he was on stage before she walked in that she was going to be walking in. This is the best part. So he clarifies their relationship because she says my ex. He clarifies it to People Magazine saying, we spent a night together in Charlotte. (laughs) She's a cool chick from what I know of her. You know, I got no problem with her. Then he goes on to say that after they filmed this, Uh he was nervous and like, this is going to be super. He's like, this is weird. He's like, I was just there and it was like, I knew this girl and it was awkward. But everybody in his life was like, oh my God, don't worry about it. Like, they're not going to do that to you. Like, it was just a weird coincidence. So he says, I told my manager and my publicist, they were like, don't even worry about that. They're not going to do that to you. That's a weird coincidence, but they're not going to. There's no way they would do that. They've never brought somebody else in like that. Surprise a guest on the show like that. And guess what they did? Yes. Surprise a guest on the show like that. Thank (laughs) you. I was also digging deep last night into people's, what is it? Is it Venmo? Venmo? What's that thing called? Yeah. What is it? Which one is it? Venmo or Venmo? Venmo. Venmo? I don't know what it is. But it's it's uh we're just like where you can pay losers money, right? <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Sorry, what? Isn't that what it is? Everybody you have your own account, right? And then people just donate money to you, right? Like so if, what you're, if you're sort of a sort of a pseudo celebrity. But with those accounts, Everybody has them and all everybody in Bachelor Nation has those accounts where fans can literally just donate money. Like when what's her name uh, when they when they drank her champagne. Yeah. Fans started donating to her Venmo account and to reimburse her for the money she lost on that oh champagne. God. So fans stuck up for her. Yeah. But now people are using the people's accounts to figure out how the bachelor ends because all those people have those Venmo accounts. Is it Venmo or Venmo? Tell me. Venmo. Venmo. Thank you. So everybody has a Venmo account. And then what fans do is they go on and they see which people's Venmo accounts have now since become private. And last season... Oh, on, then you can figure out... So last season on The on Bachelor... The yeah, last season on The Bachelor, they it got down to... They figured out the ending of the show just by Venmo accounts Damn. way before the show even happened because the last two people, their accounts have been private for a long time. So they were no longer accepting donations, which had to have meant that they were the last two people on the show. Like, it's crazy. I thought you were going to say, like, they started donating to Chase Rice. No, could you he's imagine? making all this could money. You imagine? But on the show last night, they said her reason, when she told Peter, when Victoria told Peter that they broke up, yeah. that her and Chase Rice broke up, yeah. it was because he wasn't Chase, wasn't happy that Victoria was going to be going on The Bachelor. Right. But according to him now... It was one night. <laughs> Get your story straight. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame are set to bypass their usual process and make Kobe Bryant a 2020 inductee. Love it. Uh, who else is going in there? I think um, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett are also in there this year. Uh, That is a 
big, big. Uh, also, uh, Tim Hardaway and Muggsy Bogues <gasps> as well. Yeah. So it'll Whoa. be it'll be a huge year. It's um, gonna be the best like Hall of Fame induction ceremony ever. Those are some big names, man. A, a, a podcast has resurfaced with an interview with uh, Kobe Bryant talking to Alex Rodriguez about why he decided to start using helicopters to fly around Los Angeles. I always get to practice really early. My routine is always the same. You know, I'd wake up four in the morning mm. and I lift weights, you know, really early, five in the morning. Mm. Getting home at about six thirty in time to wake up the kids for school. And then I take the kids to school every morning. That's what I do. I take them to school and then after I take them to school, I go to practice. I drive to practice. And this is when before people started really moving down south. So I can get down to LA in 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I practice, I'd stay late after practice, get my shots up, treatment up, drive back, and I can get back in time to pick the kids up from school, mm-hmm. you know, after school activities, all that fun stuff, even on weekends. But then traffic started getting really, really bad. Right, and I was sitting in traffic, and I wound up missing like a school play because mm-hmm. I was sitting in traffic, and this this thing just kept mounting. I had to figure out a way where I could still train and focus on the craft, but still not compromise family time. Mm. And so that's when I looked into helicopters and be able to get down and back in fifteen minutes, mm. and, and that's when it started. Uh, and uh, according to People Magazine, Kobe Bryant and his wife had a, quote, deal that they would never fly on a helicopter together. Oh, wow. Uh, the Toronto Raptors last night uh, paying tribute to Kobe Bryant, honoring the NBA legend. Uh, the team opened uh, last night's game with a tribute at Scotiabank Arena. It was really uh, nice. Really well done. A moment of silence in Kobe's honor. Uh, Norman Powell, who wears 24, uh, speaking about the possibility of talking to the organization about retiring the number. Um, definitely, you know, um, I think it, it, it's right. You know, that's that's his number. You know, uh, uh, both numbers eight and twenty-four. You know, you put in work in and both jersey numbers, and uh, it's right that uh, it belongs to him. So um, after this game, definitely going to talk to Paulie about uh, swapping numbers and seeing uh, what I could do to represent him in another way uh, with the jersey numbers that we do have. Also, big up to the Raptors who picked up their eighth straight win last night against uh, beating Atlanta. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Hey, Brittany, how are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Welcome to uh, Ask Roz and Mocha. Thank you. What is your question? Um, So my question was, um, like, are you guys a side stomach or back sleeper? Ooh. (laughs) What are you? Stomach. Are you? And I know it's terrible for your back, but it is what it is. Is it really? I didn't know that. <laughs> like Why? Stom- stomach with pillow or stomach with no pillow? With pillow. With pillow, huh? So you like your head's all cranked back like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. I can see. Why it would be bad for your back? Do you, what do you do with your arms? Uh, well, I lay on one of them. So, like, do you tuck them underneath you, or how do you sleep on your? St- how do you? Because I, I sometimes will dip on, like, go to my stomach, but I, I never know what to do with my arms. Yeah, I don't know. I have like one arm under the pillow and like one on the side of me, and one leg's kind of like bent. The whole process. Like bent up in the air? No, on the bed. Oh, that's how Catherine sleeps. I walk in. I walk in. in I walk in every morning. Catherine's on her stomach with her one leg bent at the knee, sticking up out of the blankets. What? 
like it's a pole sticking up out of the really? out of the bed. Yeah, That's so weird. Yeah, her foot just like her leg is just perfectly bent at the knee on like a forty five, and her leg just sticks Have right you ever up. Hung anything off? It's it? weird. It's so wild to me. Huh. I always want to take a picture, but I don't want to wake her with the flash because that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I sleep? I sleep. Uh, I take up very little room in the bed. I use about eight inches of the absolute just far edge of the bed, and I sleep on my side. Uh, and if I moved one inch, I would fall on the floor. Like I am a board yeah. all the way down the very, so you, very edge of the bed. The way you fall asleep is the same way you wake up. So you don't move. Most nights I do not really? move. Unless I make the mistake. If Catherine wants to put her head on my chest, yeah. right? Because I like to do that sometimes. We fall asleep. I enjoy that. Uh, but the problem is I will always just take one arm and I put it behind my head. Yeah. Right. And then I take my other like arm and, and, and I wrap it on her. So I look like a Calvin Klein model. Yeah. Thank you. An adult team model. <laughs> right? Um, and then what winds up happening is, is the arm that's up around my head goes to sleep. And oh, then, and then no. I have to take my other arm and t- pull it away and then lay it down beside. But I sleep so close to the edge that oftentimes the dead arm will then fall off the bed oh. and then hang there. And then it just gets real cold. Yeah. Right. And then if I try and integrate it back into the too system. Too much moving. Too much moving. Right. I know. It's a terrible, it's a terrible thing. Uh, but no. So that's how I sleep. Right on the edge. Yeah. And I barely move. I will most nights wake up in the exact same position uh, that I did when I fell asleep. Now, remind us again, which side of the bed do you sleep on? Like if we're standing... At the foot of the bed, yes. looking towards the bed. Right. Right? You are left or right? I am looking at the from the foot of the bed, looking at the headboard. I am left. You? I also sleep on the left, and I am a side sleeper. I will fall asleep, doesn't matter, either on my left or on my right side. Right. Uh, I rarely sleep on my back. If I do adjust, yeah. on my stomach as well. Really? Yeah. On, on your belly? Yeah, with my left arm underneath the pillow. Wow. And then my right, just like beside me. Doesn't your face gets sore? Like, don't you have to switch face sides? Like, sometimes you're on this side, sometimes you're on that side? Or no, it doesn't bother no, you No, it doesn't all. bother me. It drives no. me nuts. Maury? Um, I start sleeping on my back with my hand down my pajama bottom straight down the leg so it doesn't fall off the bed. So your pajama bottoms don't fall off the bed? No, so my arm doesn't fall off the bed. Oh. Like, I always, like, I sort of... You have to be strapped in when you sleep? strap in. <laughs> and so I start on my back and then... Inver- inadvertently, when Matthew gets into bed, yeah. I immediately roll over and turn my back to him. With oh. your arm still down your pants? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So are you lying on the arm that's down your pants? Yes. Or is that... And every is that- morning I wake up and it's like pins and needles. Jeez, man. Yeah. You may have to think up a different technique. That yeah. doesn't sound healthy. And then, I and then s- what does your other arm do? Well, my other arm is just kind of like dangling there. And then I always feel Matthew, he'll put like his hand down my shirt. Down yeah. the back of my How shirt. How much clothes do you wear when you go to bed? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, like full pajamas. You put like full, like are you talking just like boxers and a t-shirt or no, actual pajama pajamas? bottom, pajama top. So you wear full clothes when you go to bed? God, you basically fall asleep in your clothes every day. It's so uncomfortable sounding. <laughs> like with buttons and everything or is it a pullover? No, it's like a pajama shirt. So it's like a t-shirt, a gray yeah. t-shirt and pajama bottoms. Like and the shirt that you're wearing right now. And if you open up my, the drawer under my bed, it's full of pajamas. Like I have like 20 or 30 pajamas which is funny considering I only have five shirts to wear during the day. Right. Wow. I can't. So you get undressed and then put clothes on to go to bed. Yes. That's wild to huh, me. Interesting. That's yeah. wild to me. It seems hot. Oh, yes. and I always, and I rest a pillow on my forehead. So I'm locked <laughs> in. So I have a pillow under my back. You need to be strapped. 
forehead. You really do. Yeah, you that's really, strange. You really do. Do you like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what you do with monsters, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> hey, Brittany, thanks so much. All right. Thank you, guys. Take right, care. Love. See you thank later. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Z Chun Mo says, what is your best fake it till you make it moment? Oh, God. I've been trying to think about this question for a real long time, and I... Do not have an answer. Is this like where you say, like, yes, I know how to do word processing, but you really don't yes. to get the job? Yes. Okay, go ahead. I don't know if I have one. I've Have I faked it till I made it? Like, do I have one of those where I said that I could do something that I couldn't, and then you're forced oh, to... Oh, you know what? What? Actually, I do have a story. You do? Yes. Okay, go. When, because I don't drive stick. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember my buddy Ryan was trying to teach me one weekend in yeah. his in his civic. Yeah. We went to an empty parking lot and I I screwed it up, right? Right. I understood the concept, but I just didn't fully fully understand everything. Like you've seen it done before. I've seen it done. So that was on a weekend and then on the Monday, somebody that I was working with said to me or said, "Hey, my car's parked out front." Right. And they're going to start ticketing cars soon. Okay. Do you mind moving my car? Do you know how to drive stick? <laughs> oh, and of course you're like <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. Because I only had to literally go around the block into the underground parking. Okay. Even that though, if you don't know how to drive stick. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I messed up her car? I don't know. Yeah. But I got in the car. Did you stall it? Like enough times yeah. on a busy road in downtown Toronto. That's embarrassing. And I got so around the block yeah. and all you can hear is <laughs> <laughs> and I get down. I don't even know if I put it in park because the parking attendant was like, don't worry, I got it. I got to move a couple of cars before I can put this yeah. where it needs to go. Yeah. So I just like left the keys in. I think I put it in park. I'm pretty sure I did. And oh, then geez. I went back uh, to the office. And she was like, everything okay? I was like, yep, yeah, it's downstairs. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Just ask the parking attendant. He'll let you know that. Oh, uh, wow. where the car is. Jeez, I haven't had to do anything like that. Um, what did I do one time? I've lied before, but I've never tried to build a success off it. Like, I told a friend I could drive a motorcycle, so he let me drive his motorcycle, and I just ran it, ran it down a hill and crashed it. <laughs> Something's wrong with your bike, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> this thing ever stole on you? Yeah, it's piece of crap, me. piece of junk, <laughs> stupid bike. Whoever stole this to you, you got ripped off. <laughs> um, but I'm trying uh, to think, like, if I ever did anything with, like, girls where I, you know, tried to pretend that maybe I was more experienced than I was. Oh, yeah. Which I think I probably did at some point. I think I probably said at some point when I was young that, you know, I knew how to French real great. Uh -huh. And so they didn't think it was like the first time or something. And then they probably knew right out of the gate as soon as they started oh, Frenching me. Oh, I have another one. Because you mentioned high school, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's one girl that I dated. Just so you know, it takes a while to get good at Frenching, okay? <laughs> Real long time. Yeah. Uh, There's one girl that I was dating. I gave her a necklace that I had. Yeah. And the pendant, it was a... <laughs> It was a Playboy bunny, right? A little gold one. Yeah. So then when we broke up and I started dating this next gal, yeah. I gave her the exact same one. No. And then she was like, isn't this the same one that you gave so-and-so? I was like, no, it's a different one. So then you what? You're just the guy that hands out Playboy bunnies to girls? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That's the yeah. kind of stuff you could do in 97, but you cannot do in 2020. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
You know what the reaction would be right now in 2020 I if you know. got your girl a necklace with a Playboy bunny on it? Police. <laughs> You'd be canceled. You want to know the it's worst? It's a microaggression. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the worst part the is. The worst part? What's the worst part? I didn't actually buy the necklace. Yeah. My mother gave it to me. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember I used to get Playboy stuff too. It's really weird back in the day. Maury? Playboy? No, no what? No. Did you ever fake it? Oh, all the, my whole life is this story. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't have any individual story now. No. You've never like told a guy that you were experienced when you really weren't or Matthew? No, I mean I yeah, sure if you want to go down that road and I and I was told taught once that you're supposed to do things with a popsicle so like things got all messy because I thought it was supposed to do it with a popsicle. Like do thing do things like alone with a popsicle no, or with the other person with a popsicle. So I was like, "Oh, I was told this is how you're supposed to do things." And there was like purple popsicle juice everywhere and (laughs) (laughs) but like where everywhere like downtown okay but like i don't know what's the best way to say this why don't you say it it, okay okay yeah yeah yeah. say it the way you want to say it and i can bleep it okay uh uh, the second one oh okay cool I need to know these things, right? <laughs> no, it's a valid question. Yeah, it I need, is a valid I need, question. I need to know these things, right? Um, Anna, as a, a specific question for me, Mocha, where did you get the name Tig for your dog? Oh, yeah. So my dog Tig, seven-year-old golden retriever, his name comes from the show Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. because that's a character on the show. My mother-in-law has Opie, which is another character from the show. Oh, really? And my sister-in-law has Jackson, okay. which is another character from the show. But we you... named our dog Tig from the show before we realize as you progress throughout the show how much of a sick perv he is. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> right. That's right, that happens. So there, there's that. Morgan Freeman. Oh, Morgan Freeman asked a question a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Did I? And says, this is specifically for Maury. Oh, yeah, Maury. Morgan Freeman here. When you go bald, will you wear a toupee? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, this question could be for anyone then. <laughs> no, but it says Maury. But I know, but when like you go bald, you. will you wear a toupee? Well, I'm like, I, I'm not going bald, so, but no, I would never wear a toupee. You wouldn't? No, would not you? Would you? Would you shave bald, though? Like, if you started, if you thin out anymore, no, I think I would, shave well, bald? I would, I would see how it goes first. Like, there's some half-decent bald people like Woody Harrelson. Yeah, but what about you, though? Like, what do you think? Because you already have short, super short hair right now. Yeah, yeah. and I've, I've gone bald before. Yeah. Like, when I first met Matthew, I was like, it was all completely shaved off. But do you think that he would allow that now, Not though? Chance. Not a chance. No. Yeah. But, but even you, with the spot that's on the back there that's getting bigger? No, that's just, like, where it sort of grows in from. Do you, What do you think Matthew would be more comfortable with if you started losing your hair so you shaved it all off or you just sort of started going bald and had like a real receding hairline and stuff. Which would he prefer, do you think? I think he would prefer the receding hairline. I mean, he, he finds Jude Law sexy and he has a receding hairline. So well, I, mean, I don't think it's Jude, like Jude Law's Jude hair. Law. <laughs> I think you find Jude Law sexy despite his hair. Um, so what do you, you, are you like the, are you the Jude Law of the house? I'm the Jude Law, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Turn around, let me see that bald spot. Well, I, where do you want me to turn? Because there's no bald spot. So you tell me what you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's no bald spot. Okay. 
Well, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, you just put your hand over it. Yeah. No, but that's where the hair circles in. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a little thin back there. You yeah. got a haircut. When'd you get a haircut? On Friday. On Friday. How'd that go? It's fantastic. You happy with it? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a good question from yeah, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. If you could jump into a pool full of something, what would it be? Oh. Money. Well, really? I thought you were going to say like not, shirtless not dudes. coins, like paper, because otherwise it would Coins? Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't want to like, because if you dive onto a, a pile of shirtless men, that would hurt. Like, I mean, that's not really something fun. Like, I'd rather, you know, like then you get that body slap, like as you like hit all the men. <laughs> You've really thought about this, huh? <laughs> you know, I mean, was your original answer going to be men? Yeah, but when I was <laughs> thinking about this, I'm like, how is like that fun? Like where you like slap skin to skin, like you know, and then there's the potential of a body fart. Right. And I don't want Excuse that. Excuse me? What? What's a body fart? You know, when two when you're like <laughs> when, when, what? You're, when you're dry humping, sometimes your like stomachs make a fart sound. <laughs> <laughs> when you're dry humping? How old are you? Thirteen? <laughs> okay, hold on here. Hold on here. Like like an armpit fart, but only with stomachs? Yeah, it's I've, exactly right. So you've been there. No, I've never, <laughs> never I've never in my life body farted somebody when <laughs> while dry humping. Oh, it, maybe it's a man thing, <laughs> like a man man so, thing. But what part? <laughs> what part makes the sound though? Your be- like your bellies, like kind of like smushed together, and it, like, uh, <laughs> you've never body farted. It's so hot. Try it. Um, no, I've never. <laughs> No, I've never tried it. I've never, no, I don't want to. I've never accidentally... Like, it's not an on-purpose thing. You're not like, hey, honey, we're going to body yeah. fart tonight. It's like, we're, it, it's an accidental thing. I think what it might have something to do with is, sweat. is that... No, because for me, like, let's take Catherine, for instance, right? I'm so much taller than Catherine. Our bellies don't line up. Yeah. Right? Like, it just doesn't work. Where I imagine you and Matthew could go belly button to belly button I was told because you're the, the same s- size. Well, I was told everyone's the same size in bed. What does that mean? Huh? Like, you sort of line up the parts. I become 5'1 be- in bed? <laughs> <laughs> A magic bed you shrink? <laughs> like, what do you mean everyone's the same size in bed? Because you line up the bits. Yeah. Right? So every, like, your legs don't count. Everyone's the same no, size every, in bed. No, but... That's the same. No, everybody has a middle... Yes, I know. You just have to line up the middles. You don't become the same size. No, but the saying is everyone becomes the same size because you I've like. I've never you, heard that saying. You, no, you minus the legs. Right you minus your legs. What do you mean you minus? Like you pretend you're legless? No, you just don't worry about your legs. And then you line up everything else and everyone's the same size in bed. Well, like, maybe if you used height. your legs, you wouldn't do belly farts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Give the man a little air, a little space. So, Roz, if you could jump into a pool full of something, what would it be? Oh, hot naked men. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag belly farts. Uh, um, okay, how about you? Oh, money. Cash. Straight up See, cash. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't say you get to keep it, though. No, I know, but still. I know, but just... Grab the, as much uh, as you want. Just the smell of all that paper money for Whoa. a moment. Oh, it's so dirty, no, though. No, I know, it is dirty. It'd be it's all over disgusting. your body. Oh, my God. Yeah, Speaking but, of money, can I just tell a quick thing that I read on the internet today? Sure. So, like, Harry and Meghan are moving to Canada, right? Yeah. So every time they pay for something, they're going to be reminded of how pissed off Grandma is because they're going to see her face on the bills. Yeah, but they did back home, too. Okay, but I, I didn't write it. I just read it. <laughs> but that's only if they use that particular bill. Just laugh. Okay, yeah. All, all the things with uh, with all the things the quarters are going to buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. 20s. She on the twenty? Yeah. Queen's on the toilet, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Oh, Roz, here's a good question for you from yeah. Allison. What uh-huh. sous vide do you use? And do you have any good websites or cookbooks for it? I actually had this conversation the other day. I use the Anova sous vide. 
Uh, it's the one. It was the first one I got. I mm-hmm. liked it a lot. And at the time, the Jewel sous vide wasn't uh, wasn't as good as it is now. The two big mm-hmm. ones that you can buy are Anova and Jewel, and mm-hmm. they're both great. I prefer the Anova. Uh, and as far as websites go, there's a ton of websites that will give you time and temp to cook certain things. But both of those sous vides have great apps. Yeah. Like I use the Anova app when I do Same. everything. I rarely go up to the actual wand and program something in. I just always use the app. It beeps when it starts. It beeps when it's done. Yep. And you just set it and bail. So you and I have the exact same one. Right. And I think, I think I could be wrong because I, somebody else asked about the sous vide and I was sending them to that particular website. Um, but the one that you and I have, I don't think they make that anymore because no. they have two new, newer ones yeah. that are available that look pretty I have two. Badass. Do you really? I, t- I have two. Two of the Anova ones? Yeah, I have two. Two Anova The updated ones yeah, or both the, the same? I have the older one and then the updated one. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, I find all the recipes uh, in the app. And I bought, and I Catherine got me for Christmas the, the tub that you cook it in that's oh, specific yeah. for the sous vide that has this that has the lid and the we little have to compartment. Get one of those it's because amazing. The last two tubs that we've used. Yeah. Uh, too big? No, like no. the one of them, I guess the, the, the plastic was a little bit too thin. Yeah. So it was starting to melt a little bit. Oh, it shouldn't. Because you're heating, you're cooking for a long period of time. I did yeah. uh, one of the recipes I found online yeah. or through the app was like 12 hours or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I think maybe the heat was a little bit too much. So oh. the bin started to warp a little. Cheap warp. bin, cheap yeah. bin. But sous-vide is great. It's a, it's really a life-changing thing. If you eat a lot of meat, yeah. like a lot of animal protein, I chicken in a sous-vide is the greatest thing. Steak in a sous-vide is how you want to do it. And even ribs, like 24-hour ribs, you don't even, you just, you set them and you just leave. You go to work, you do all the stuff and then you can come home, especially if you live in a condo uh, when it comes to ribs. Like if you're a real rib lover and you want to put in the time and get the payoff, you can do spectacular ribs in an apartment because my mom just got a sous vide. You can do spectacular ribs in an apartment. You don't need a barbecue. You don't need any of that stuff. You need a sous vide and a broiler and you're great. I think it was the ribs. The 24-hour ribs yeah. is what we did that warped one of the bins. Yeah. I think it was that. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, gotta, you, have to, you do have to watch out, but no, that's the, the sous vide's great. I love it. Hey, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Because we're going to do steaks this week with the sous vide. Yeah. And then sear it after, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you sear, mm-hmm. are you using a regular frying pan or are you searing it in a skillet? A cast iron? A cast iron, yeah. Uh, it depends. It depends. Most times I'll just use a regular frying pan because yeah. I, I have really good heavy bottom frying pans. Because my problem with doing stuff in the skillet yeah. is it creates so much smoke. Oh, no, no, you're going to anyway. Even in a frying pan, you're going to create yeah. smoke. Because in order to sear something like perfectly like that, you have to have a blazing hot pan. But the mm. great thing is that you've already sous vide it so that your time in the pan is very minimal. Yeah. So it's not like cooking a steak that you have to try and cook all the way through or at all least right. get it you know, to a certain temp. But uh, your place is always going to fill with smoke. I love that part of sous vide a steak. I love the, the moment where I get to fill my house full of smoke mm. and just sear the outside of but the your, steak. Um, your alarms don't go off? Your smoke detectors? Yeah, they do. Oh. <laughs> My stupid condo put the smoke detector above the stove. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't have that. Really? Yeah. Every time we cook. Beep, 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 yeah. beep. Do you put a bag over it? No, I stand there waving with it with a Vogue magazine. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On to another cooking question yeah. from Ashley. 
Did Roz ever end up making Dim Mori a lasagna? Well, here's the thing Funny is that thing. what? I was thinking about this. Yeah, so the deal was because Maury's so pushy that he wanted me to make him a lasagna. Like it's my job to make him lasagna. Right. Right? Dad, I made him lasagna. No, you should look at it as a compliment. No, I made him lasagna. But then you don't say, hey, if you ever get around to it, you just like... No, I but I never said anything. I just sent you a picture of, of which a lasagna. Is, which is so weird. Like I, yeah. I took a picture of a lasagna I made one time and then I posted it and whatever. And then Maury used that picture. He saved it after I posted it. And then every now and then he sends it to me, back to me, my own picture with like notes written on it. Would, would be nice if you did this for me. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, like real creepy stuff. So I said to more, I don't like cooking lasagna when it's warm. Cause he started asking me this in the fall, like in <laughs> September. Right. And I'm like, it's too hot. It's still 30 degrees outside. Yeah, I'm like, it's too hot to cook yeah. a lasagna. I don't want to cook a lasagna when it's this hot out. I'll do it in the winter. And then, so what I said was once we get to five consecutive days, of minus temperatures. So yeah. five consecutive days where it does not get above zero, I will make a lasagna. And we have not had five consecutive We've days. Had four. Yeah, but we have yeah, not had not five. Because now I have my dad asking for a lasagna from you, a yeah. Matthew at home going, is he going to do it this year? Yeah, well, guess what? You made the deal. Well, I didn't make, I just sort of agreed. No, you also, made the deal. Also, that's your coworker, yeah. man. Don't I be know. asking your coworker. No, to why don't you just it. make your dad a lasagna? That's so weird to ask me to make a lasagna He doesn't like my dad. lasagna. He likes your lasagna. Well, I know. Oh, but... wait a minute. Sorry. So you're asking for one lasagna, like a full Yeah, and then we're all going to get tray? together and eat the Or are you lasagna? asking no, for like, like a square? No, Maury's waiting to have a dinner party with his family, but he wants me to cater it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. So it's man. your fault. I've not seen my dad. <laughs> right? <laughs> so weird. Jag has a specific question for Maury. Did you make any more money off of Cameo? If so, was it enough to cover the cost of the pumpkins that you bought? Also, can we see the pumpkins? They were art pumpkins, right? Yeah. Like they were sculptures. How of much pumpkins. did you pay again? They're for Kusama. Them? She makes the infinity mirror rooms, right? Uh, like yeah. that you see at the AGO and all sure. that. People have seen these things. And one of the rooms is filled with pumpkins. And you can buy little pumpkins. And I bought them. They look like a pumpkin, but they're like one's yellow and it has little dots all over it that she's famous for. Okay. And no, I did not make back enough on Cameo. How much did you pay again? I paid $1,300, including the shipping and everything. Yeah. And how much have you made off Cameo so far? Five ninety six. Five ninety six. And I got a message Ooh. yesterday from Cameo going, where'd you go? Oh, but that's not your fault. No, I know. It's just like, I, like enough, I guess everybody did what they needed to do with me and then now I, I sit and wait. <laughs> but <laughs> but I got like a also, ton of... A but that ton should of, be a very normal feeling for you though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like a ton of birthday requests and at Christmas I was like a lot of people's Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, how many pumpkins did you get again? Two. It came with a set of two. Two for 1300 bucks. Yeah, but wow. think if she like they'll go up in value like most art does. So you ha you still haven't paid that back? No. Oh wow! And Matthew still has no idea. No, no, he knows how much I paid. Okay, but he doesn't know that you haven't paid for them. No, of course not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Cameo's a great thing to make some extra bucks, though. I know, but the problem is I used some of the money I got to pay for Billy Porter to do a video for me. I know he he more made all this money on Cameo, and then he just gave it right back to Cameo to get a Cameo from Billy Porter. <laughs> Which you did what with? I saved it on my phone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you paid how much for a video on your phone? Yeah, $100. Oh, my God. Because I yeah. wanted to hear Billy Porter go like, and the category is right. Dammit Maury. 
And did he do it? Yeah. Yeah, he did it. Kelly asks, is there something small that someone did that just blew your mind? For example. Matthew and Maury. <laughs> for example, my wife, when we, uh, when we were dating, used to make bacon so perfect. Her trick was when the bacon was done, she would just put it on paper towel. Her trick? <laughs> Bruh. That's everyone's trick. <laughs> Whatever. Is there let something them, small that somebody it. did uh, that just blew your mind? Yeah, Catherine is the queen of the sort of small gestures and specifically when we when we first started dating she was really really great at things like those cool little thoughtful ways of doing stuff and she was amazing at it it was one of the reasons why i fell madly in love with her um but yeah so i would say everything that she has done like those sort of cool little things are just like they're just great like and i and i'm a huge fan of those i don't like big giant grand things i don't like traveling i don't like parties i don't like all that stuff right what yeah. i like are you know just cool little tiny things like cooking bacon perfectly like i like that stuff yeah you know i'm with this guy that's the that's the stuff that you fall in love for Maury? I have three quick examples for you. Yeah. Number one, Matthew knows that I love these balls. <laughs> <laughs> They're these sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet balls. Which balls? Like they're these balls that come from this restaurant, right? Like they're, they're like healthy balls. <laughs> are they like, are they fatty or no? No, no, no. They're really, they're really not fatty, right? Like they're really good for you balls. What are they made from? They're made from cocoa. Okay, so cocoa balls. Chocolate balls? Chocolate balls. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Are you talking about Timbits? No. Oh. No, they're like energy balls. Okay. And so he knows I love them so much. So there was like a couple times where like he went to that restaurant for lunch and he just left two bowls for me in the fridge. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So that was something. The next thing was is when I went to St. John's, Newfoundland to film for Hudson and Rex, he left a little post-it note in my luggage that said, you know, best of luck. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Best of luck, not like I love you. Or, Can't wait till you come home. Best of luck. Best of luck. <laughs> and then that's a note that you send to a friend. <laughs> and the last one was, and I thought this was so sweet. We went um, on this past Friday to go and look at a at a puppy. Okay. Yeah. And he put a note on the kitchen island that said, "If we're murdered, here's where we are. Lots of love, Maury and Matthew." And I thought that was really sweet. <laughs> If, if you're we're murdered, murdered. Cuz we didn't know the people we were going to, right? And he was really scared oh, to go. Oh yeah, yeah, no no, for so sure he, I he get that. He left a note on the island just like, you know, in case we're murdered, here's yeah. where we are, love Maury and Matthew. Yeah, I, that I was used really to sweet. I used to do that all the time with a friend of mine. We oh, used really? to yeah, back in the day before like you had social and everything else, whenever we would um, meet women off the telephone dating lines, mm-hmm. it was always in the middle of the night that you would just like leave your apartment and go and meet somebody. And I would always like I would call back door his voicemail and I would always, cause you could do that back then. You uh-huh. could, you, you could call somebody's voicemail without having their phone ring. Oh, right? right. Yeah. And so I would always call and back door his voicemail and let him know uh, where I was going, what the woman said her name was. And if oh, I had a number, wow. I would leave, I would leave her number. Yeah. And I would just leave wow. that as voicemail. Yeah. And then, so he didn't have to answer his phone or anything, but if in case I went missing, he would have the place where I went to meet this person who I met off a telephone dating line. And we did wow. that for, for years. We wow. did that. We would always do it. It was just part of safety. Like you yeah. didn't, you didn't know. Right. Cause sometimes you'd meet people. It's a real sketchy places. Yeah. Like some real super sketchy places. 
Adil, we'll end with this question from Adil. Why does Roz talk about Montreal slash Quebec? Or why does he hate it so much? I know he was born and even lived in Montreal at some point. I think deep down inside, he is a big Habs fan. You shut up. That's not truth at all. <laughs> and that's... Oh, I love it. You get so fired <laughs> up, bro. <laughs> Every time somebody brings up Montreal. Yeah, I do. I do. I get, I get so fired up. And I get fired up. Um, like when I'm on, like I was flying, right? I'm flying back from Victoria to Toronto, uh-huh. right? And I just want to watch a movie, right? I'm exhausted. It's the end of the holidays. I just want to sit and watch a movie. And I have to listen to them jabber on and on in English and then in French, mm-hmm. right? And it drives me crazy. I think that if you are French speaking, okay, when you book your flight, it should there should be a box that you check if you only speak French, okay? Just like you would if you need a kosher meal. Okay. Okay, or if you're a vegan or if you have a peanut allergy. That way, then they can introduce French into the flight. I have no problem with that. Not a lot of French-only speaking people on a flight from like Victoria to Edmonton, okay? Let's just call it a reality, Okay. okay? Doesn't happen a whole lot. So the jabbering on and on is what drives me nuts. I grew up in a very English part of Montreal. Uh-huh. I remember the outrage in the neighborhood when the street signs went bilingual, okay? Like, my grandfather lost his mind, <laughs> right? Tabernacle. Tabernacle, because the French were invading, uh-huh. okay? And so I came from a very English part of Montreal, and, and Montreal was very much divided. That's not where my anger or anything else comes from. I, I, do, I will say this, and I've said this many times. The one thing that I have left of my Montreal roots is my absolute love for extreme pettiness. Okay? That's okay? <laughs> true. Okay? <laughs> because do you remember not that long ago, there was a story of the guy that tried to sue Air Canada or he was suing Air Canada because the seatbelt, when you look at a seatbelt on the plane, uh-huh. it only reads lift. It doesn't say lift and then whatever the French word is for Sorte. lift. Right? So he sued them. Because the seatbelt only said lift, and it doesn't say lift and lift in French. So he sued Air Canada. So wait, wait, wait. But did he then not know how to put the seatbelt on? No, bro. It's pettiness. It's pettiness. I saw an interview with this guy. He speaks perfect English. Oh, so what's his problem? What's the principle of it? He speaks perfect English, but it's pettiness and a way to make money. And then I was like, God, this guy's level of pettiness reminds me of the Sprite guy. Do you remember the Sprite guy? No. So there was a guy. Wait, pause. Yeah. Pause on the Sprite guy. Yeah. Did the Air Canada guy, did he get anything from it? Yeah, I don't even think they've settled yet. This is oh, recent. Wow. Oh, okay, so, okay. But it reminded me of the Sprite guy. And Which the is? Sprite guy also tried to sue Air Canada years ago because when they offered him a Sprite on the flight, they didn't offer it to him in both English and French. So he tried like they to didn't verbally say yes. it in English and French? Yes. That's ridiculous. Yes, okay. And then I'm like, I wonder what happened to the Sprite guy. Yeah. Guess what? Sprite guy and seatbelt guy are the same guy. Of course they are. <laughs> this has been this man's life. This has been this man's life for like 20 wow. years. Is just extreme levels of pettiness and suing people because things aren't in French. Wow. Okay? And that's just something that I, I half of me adores that level of pettiness, but the other half is the reason I could never live in Montreal. <laughs> right? Is be is because of that. I can't be exposed to that because I would go crazy. Like I would go mad. So you 
like Montreal? <laughs> <laughs> I do love, I do, I, however, I will say this though, okay? I do love a steamed hot dog. Yeah. Right? I love a good poutine. Yeah. Oh, um, Saint Hubert. Right? So I love rotisserie chicken. Yeah. I like, I love rotisserie chicken. Uh, and the people are friendly. Women are friendly. Um, men, for the most part, still love to party. You still see guys wearing like Ed Hardy there with no shame. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like Montreal's just one of those places where they have their own thing. They have their own sense of style. They have their own way of doing things. And I fully respect that. I just don't like the power that that one spot holds over everybody well, else in this the country. The one time I was in Montreal, I'll never forget this because I don't know if this is a Montreal thing when they parallel park or whatever they have no care for the people in front of them they'll bang your car just to move it a bit just to get your, their car in bro montreal drivers care. montreal drivers don't care they don't care. they don't care about you no. at all look at their roads they don't care about the roads they don't care about the people <laughs> on the roads and also and also we've said this before is that the thing that i'm fascinated with is is a montrealer's love for lining up they will line what? up for anything. They love lining up. They'll line up for hours for something. If you go to like a hockey game, you already have a ticket. It's not like you have to show up early and buy a ticket, right? If you, they, there's, there's events that happen where you have a ticket mm. and people still show up two hours early just to line up. Really? Yeah. It's wow. the weirdest thing. They love lining up. They love it. Every week on Instagram at Kiss925, you'll see a picture that reads Ask Razamoka. That is where you can ask your question. And of course, we'll get one of you to ask your question on a future episode of a podcast. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss925. Kiss925.com. Or download the Kiss925 app.